me poop, let me poop. Can't hold it in anymore. Let me poop, let me poop. I should have closed the door. I don't care what they're going to say. Let the poop come out. The smell never bothered me anyway. Guys, let me poop. Let me poop. <laughs> here I stay. I like. I like. Here I sit, and here I stay for the whole day. That's so good. Oh, welcome to this week's Boy Howdy podcast. Uh, we just got done watching. Let me poop. <laughs> I can't believe Bill had to say this. This is a little I'm girl. Not even about it. It's a nine-year-old girl singing uh, a poop-oriented cover of "Let It Go." Yes. Obviously, <laughs> written by her folks, but the way she performed is very cute. I would believe that Where's she my did. body of all this poop? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe like some nine-year-olds could put that together. I could. I, I'm just saying, it's not that advanced. This is what I'm just saying. This is our Zap Ruder film of our generation <laughs> that we have to figure out, like, is this, is this real? Is this, could this actually happen? <laughs> How are you she doing, got really Bill? into it. Yeah, no, that's the best. Regardless who wrote it, like, if she wrote it or her parents wrote it, just the fact that she's super serious she's going to perform yeah. it right. Yeah. What I yeah. love is you can see her room in the background, and she has her, the princess sign uh-huh. on the wall, her monster high poster. Yep, yep. Let me poop. It's a whole. It's a, it's a, it's a complete. There's a, a lot of environmental tableau. storytelling here. I'm just yeah, saying. exactly. It's like a video game developer made up her room. There's graffiti on the wall saying, "Honey, please sing the poop song. We will, will become famous." Oh my god. So how you guys doing? Uh, pretty darn good. We've been having a kind of a busy work week. Um, not a lot of time for video games. Not no. A lot of time for. Why don't no. we get Jimmy Conley for their wedding? I mean, we actually need to work on that. Yeah, because I was thinking, because they have an uh-huh. online registry. Our friends, friends of the podcast, Jimmy and Conley, they're getting married on guys, November 7th. Yeah, November 7th. And you guys 7th. are allowed to listen. Yeah, Shut Jimmy up. and Conley, if you're listening. Shut up, don't. No, we don't like you very much. <laughs> we're talking about another Jimmy and Conley. We, like, we, do, <laughs> we, we like a lot it. more yeah, exactly, than also yeah. getting married on November yeah. 7th. Yeah! You think there's more one Jimmy and Conley pairing than more that loves Mass Effect? Do you want some more? You I want, want some blanket. Fully <laughs> share some blanket with me. We're broadcasting live from Bill's basement. Uh, I have multiple blankets. It is, no, and wanna... we're also broadcasting in the first morning of Portland, where it's kind of chilly enough to justify not wanting to get out of bed and just wrap up in blankets. Exactly. So any fully wrapped up, like try to wrap up. I have multiple blankets. <laughs> I know. I, I want to share her warmth. This I like is why this you one. get married. Yeah, that is man, that that blanket's wholly falling apart. That's I like my, this. That's blanket. my Linus blue blanket right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. This is my favorite Bill blanket. It's a good blanket. <laughs> it it's looks fucking chilly. It's, it's the most loved. Yeah, we just got done eating breakfast burritos and mm-hmm. watching poop. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Let me oh. How would you never see that, Bill? This is just not feasible. I want to do. I want to do a cover of Olaf's song where he's made out of poop and he's on the desert, oh. but he's like kitty litter, like a little cat turd. <laughs> and he gets rolled, yeah, on the beach. Oh. Yeah, he's oh. making everyone else eat shit sandwiches. Oh, okay. All right, Bill. What did you do this week? Huh? What I do. Uh, should we talk about, I guess last week we started talking about Legend of Korra. You guys want to talk about Legend of Korra? Well, we're going to talk about this week's Doctor Who. It's so good. There's a mummy yeah. on the Orient Express. Yeah. I watched the first five minutes, but I didn't, I didn't watch the rest of it yet. <laughs> it's got an old guy who hates everyone as the doctor now. No. Yeah, yeah, that's not appealing. Mm. The no. skinny scarecrow old guy just scowling at everyone, talking. I could watch House. Oh, oh but the 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 assistant, she's dressed like a, kind of like a twenties flapper though. Oh like, yeah, how you doing? 
<laughs> is it still what's her name? She Clara? got Titty Cleavage hanging out. Yeah, that's how you did. she's always been cute, but like yeah, yeah last night I was like. Oh. Yeah. Flapper chic, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Flapper chic is very flattering that. to some people. Anyway. Uh, we this week we talked a little bit last week that we were really excited because I was going to go see a uh, of uh, here in America they I'm pretty sure only it's a state thing where they do this thing their fathom events yeah. where they're basically trying to make the movie going to the movies relevant by having these one night only sort of things yeah. and it ranges from the opera to yeah they the MST3K yeah, blowing up the pyramids or and shit like that <laughs> exactly and uh, it's so we went to go I Foley's been researching Vikings a lot for a project she's working on mm-hmm. so they had one on the British Museum apparently is having an exhibit. On Vikings, mm-hmm. so we went, and uh, it was such a crock. Oh my god! Was the documentary, the documentary itself any good? Um, uh, it, no. <sighs> no, it was really conservative. I wonder if the, maybe some of our English listeners can tell me or how British conservative is how conservative the is the British Museum? Because it really oh, was felt it like the British very, Museum funded yeah. documentary. Well, it was it was the British Museum's was uh, it, exhibition. Was that at least two hours long of, of terrible hour documentary? Hour well, here's the thing: because you so, go to a movie theater, you want at least a movie length experience. We go to the we go there, and as soon as it starts starts like there's already there's like a grainy digital compression like the resolution it's not the compression i should say it's the resolution the resolution is not great for the screen which is weird because like the half the point is seeing that on the big screen you want like well here's the thing oh ready for it oh the sound was out of sync like Uh really out of sync Uh like they were doing the role you know the intro welcome to the movie theater thing and everything go buy popcorn all that garbage and the sound of the actual broadcast was playing so we went and complained and they got and the thing is is that they're like oh and they rewound the DVR. Like, the D- it actually said on the screen, DVR. DVR. yeah. And it was just like, I know that digital is digital, and that's all they are, are files, but it was still, it really was killed it, the Was romance. it being advertised as a live event? Yeah. 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 And the fact that you're live in the theater watching it, but, like, it's yeah. not, there's nothing. <laughs> I never thought, yeah. Well, I would <clears throat> believe that they filmed parts of it that day or whatever, but it was mostly just a bunch well, of Well, if it is a video feed, they could, well, they, from... it is, they could do your and rewind and stuff like that. But, yeah, yeah no, it's, it's still, still yeah. It was not, uh, it, it was not. Although the fact that the video that got great. out of sync would kind of suggest maybe it was kind of like a live thing that was being cached somewhere. No, but then, it was, like, because maybe. It, it, yeah, I don't, it was. But that sucks that the documentary itself was bullshit. Oh, it was really Really bad. It was really bad. How much were tickets? Fifteen bucks a head. We paid thirty dollars to watch a really mediocre. That's the IMAX price for that. No, it was like fifteen. Because it was like this. Hey, at least you tried it. You got to see what it's like. And I'll tell you that I would some neat artifacts. Oh yeah, it was really cool to see some of the artifacts really large. Even though it was really clear that some of it was not video, they were just projecting a high res scan of it, like a high res photograph of it, as opposed to actually. But it was really cool to see some of those artifacts really, really big. Like they had. Um, like what kind of artifacts? Yeah. Um, the two most striking uh, pieces from the exhibition were um, one they opened with, which was a, a figure of Odin in female dress, uh-huh. uh, with uh, two flanked by two. What's ravens. Klingon? Klingon. <laughs> no, not in Klingon. He had a batleth. It's amazing. What's Viking female dress? Well, I mean, like he had a dress on. Yeah, like it's Odin. It's very obviously Odin, but he was wearing women's clothing. Yeah. Oh, okay, 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 and I'm okay. Like, yeah, okay, that's like neat. A flower print dress, like a sundress. Like yes, a, there's a very specific t- like See, way, yeah, there's a very specific way that like the dresses. There's like these two brooches that connect the dresses. Okay, so you very know that's the signifier. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. not just happening. He's like wearing a battle and... skirt or something like that. Battle skirt. <laughs> oh my god! Can we? Yeah, yes. <laughs> What's it's up? embarrassing. Yeah. Let me here. Let me need you to scare. I'm. I'm the coffee on just it. kicked in. <laughs>
Okay, and he's back from pooping. <laughs> yep. Eight hours later. So yeah, no, it's interesting because your hairs are you're kind of going gray at the temples now. That must have been pretty good poop. <laughs> Odin is shown in like the like a dress and like female robes, and it's interesting because the um the archaeologist slash Viking expert in the show said that it represented Odin's uh, familiarity with the feminine arts of uh, magic. Mm-hmm. And uh, was it, I googled that same sculpture online and there were some people... Really? Gonna put it right by the I microphone? forget how crinkly these starbursts are. <laughs> I was uh, for sugar for all of a sudden. Um, the... Uh, uh, that there are people... <laughs> there are people online... <laughs> Grammy Turtle, don't listen. Uh, crinkle, 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 crinkle. Uh, there are people online who were actually debating whether it even is Odin, which is interesting. But so that was a really cool artifact. And then there was another one that was during the most infuriating segment of mm. the whole program, which is when they were talking about women in Viking culture. Fully stop being distracted by the TV screen. There's a lot of tits and stuff on the TV. It's a picture of my wife looking righteously hot. Thank you, baby. Do you still have the blue dress? Yes, Yes, I do. Turn off the TV. Thank you. Okay. The worst podcast. I'm hoping hoping that she's going to wear it to Jimmy Conley's wedding. Probably. Presents. Okay. Um, But no, um, (gasps) the the whole section where they were talking about the role of women, there were the two most like British, most dowdy. Ladies, one was fine, the other one. Was I just imagine bad. like the pepper pots from Monty Python, like like essentially them dressed like ah. <laughs> it was more ladies. It was more like Dolores Umbridge. Yeah, yeah. kind of was. Oh yeah, Dolores more like that. Lady, yeah. yeah she, and she was just like, mm, women stayed at home. They cooked, they, they menstruated ma- into a cup. They ma- <laughs> and used it for moon magic to help Odin. <laughs> Exactly what and she said. And they made though. sandwiches and took care of babies. Yeah, yeah. she was like really dismissive yeah. of everyone's. People think of Valkyries and like flying down into the battlefields, but in fact they stayed home. Fully, I want your comic to be about bisexual ladies, Vikings, and I want it to be called Vikings. <laughs> yes. All right, name change. <laughs> I thought I had a really good one because it made Dylan really upset. <laughs> what was, what was it? My title is the title of the comic that I'm working on is "The Widow and the Wolf." Yeah, yeah. And Dylan, Dylan was like, "That's that's really good." Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, no, she was really dismissive of the role of women in yeah. in Viking society, which was because Vikings. We we know very little of Viking culture in that all of our sources are not primary sources. Yeah. Well, I should say they're not from the point of view of the Vikings. It's always someone, uh, some other culture speaking about the Vikings, mm-hmm. because the various peoples that made up the Vi- what we perceive to be the Vikings were not big on writing things down. Yeah, no. exactly. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. They're big on doing, which not- is actually interesting because one thing I'd never thought about before which was um, our, when they were talking about religion they mentioned uh, one of the guys casually mentioned you know, well our perception of Viking, what the Vikings believed of in terms of the afterlife is colored by the Christian yep. missionaries and oh, yeah, exactly, yeah. writing it down. It's like how what they said about vampires and Dracula. This is the worst podcast we've ever done. I put some pills in my mouth. (laughs) I didn't swallow them. Bill, drink some coke. It's all your pills. (laughs) Now do I not sound like a black girl when I talk like this? I sound like... Okay, talk what you say. The whole idea of the the Viking afterlife, it was interesting to think of that as colored by a Christian with yeah. their concepts. Or revisionist history, exactly, yeah. yeah. It was just, it was interesting for them to start with that, but then they didn't make any sort of, when they started about, no, women stayed home. It did not mention at all that that could be colored by, you know, cultural expectations. Yeah. Yeah. And they didn't allude at all to any of the, 
like the things that go into direct co- direct conflict with that and also like the the end of this segment on women was they had a she was talking about like yeah you know women stayed home and maybe they would have some say in the house like raising in the household yeah. maybe they would go along with the men but only when the children came like like huh uh. and then she's like yeah we have this one carving of a woman with a sword but it doesn't make any sense because swords are obviously a male weapon penis so. And this coming a month after the they end. discovered all the stuff about how supposedly yeah. women were like a big part of the fighting force. Well, they and did the, like yeah, yeah. They, they just admitted that they didn't do the science. Admitted yeah. that, oh, they're tall, they have a sword, it's a dude. Oh, let's not look at their pelvis or yeah. any kind of bone identifying marker that would be like, this is a chick. Well, and also discarding all the parts Could of... you not tell from the breastbone? <laughs> No, that's the teddy leftover. The mummified breast yeah. muscles. Yeah, the E cup breast muscles. Man, booze had muscles. How alarming would that be? All of a sudden. <laughs> did you did you read today's Oglaf? No. Oglaf today was really good. Tit Island. Yeah, tit <laughs> so Island. It was really good. It's really good. Anyway, I would um, like to live there. <laughs> the uh, it was is just, there like milk eruption volcano in the middle? Bill. Possibly. So the, it was just interesting because they didn't not make any sort of allusions to the fact that our what from what we can tell of Viking society that it was at least a little more egalitarian and blah blah blah. It was, and it was it's always weird to have women be really dismissive of women. Yeah. yeah. It, well, especially if they're older, like. it's generational. Yeah. It's just, it was just, very just, strange. It's just, it's just infuriating. Yeah. Well, especially if you're talking about a culture that were yeah really don't have any primary sources and everything is just conjecture you think yeah. you leave the mm-hmm. door a little open to that say was hey the thing. to have other moments we're like well we didn't understand what they thought of the afterlife because we only know it and then say but the women were barefoot in the kitchen yeah it's like, yeah yeah it was just it, uh, it was interesting uh, but yeah 30 it was, bucks down the drain it was interesting to see some of that hey, you know made. what i spent 30 bucks to go see start at the same theater i saw star trek in the dark wait wait which theater did you go to go, to go see it was at the Lloyd. yeah i saw a star trek in the darkness in the same theater probably wait, the why same did you screen pay 30 dollars yeah why would you... i bought two tickets because i thought i wanted to well actually i didn't i didn't spend two tickets i had two tickets they gave me because when i went to see the hobbit at the same theater the screen was all fucked up <laughs> they gave me four tickets and i used to Cause I wanted, I wanted to kick back and relax. I'm a big guy. I was like, I'm gonna get two seats. IMAX. It's gonna be awesome. The movie's fucking terrible. <laughs> and I was like, huh. and you know what? The funny thing is, the theater is also only half full. Yeah. I could have probably just snuck no, in it's for not free. Like, reserved yeah. seating. Why did yeah, you get two I don't know. It's not like an airplane. Sitting next to people in the I theater. No, I can. I understand out. that completely. I did too. So, so I'm it's right one there of those things where I'm like, where's, where's the ticket that I can buy that gives me a couch? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was, I can do that. I yeah. would. So yeah. it's not about just even like me being a big guy wanting two seats. It's more I just like said that. I just want like everyone yeah. to sit away from me. I just want to relax and like not have people talking to me. Yeah. And like the the the, the environment yeah. of watching it was nice, but yeah. Yeah. Wow. But uh, yeah, no, it was, it was. Let's put it this way: I've not spent two dollars, uh, t- bought two tickets for an IMAX screening for anything since then. Okay, good, probably okay. maybe Star Wars. But, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I I think what I learned from that experience was that I would pay do a Fathom event thing again if it were like a like, actual live one time thing. Yeah. yeah. For example, I regret not going to see the um uh uh Cat on a Hot Tin Roof with Gillian Anderson, Ben yeah. Foster, and what's her butt? With Ben Foster, I think we yeah. do. We need to talk about this. Ben talk- Foster, he's the guy. He's the Tardy kid from Freaks and Geeks, but he's also Angel from X Men, right? He was on Freaks and Geeks. Yeah, he played like retarded kid. Like seriously, literally. <laughs> Why he was retarded? <laughs> he did the whole. Yes, no, okay. Okay. Just, all right, all right. you can stop right, right. there. Okay, Thanks. I gotcha. Um, we're making we're making these faces because retarded is not the polite word to say. What is it now? You are. Disabled. I thought you were 
also bad to call someone retarded if they're not retarded. Retarded is also a word like the N-word, Bill, where mm-hmm. it's kind of a loaded word. Oh, I didn't do a lot of, a lot of... Uh, This is your podcast with a couple of faggots, yes. <laughs> it's true, but it's also kind of a loaded word. <laughs> Bill. So, um, He's, um, he could be mentally disabled, he could be physically disabled, and retarded? mentally disabled. No, this no. was the way, the way he played him, he played him. Re- <laughs> like, listen, aside from any clinical thing, he was doing the whole, you never go full retard, full retard. Oh. Yeah, okay, anyway, yeah. <sighs> anyway. Ooh, how are you guys doing? Um, dear Wait, Lord. Lord. Okay, okay. I'm just so, gonna say, I know Ben Foster from 310 to Yuma, the remake. I know Ben Foster from Flash the, Forward with Jules State. Oh, he's really good in The Mechanic. Yeah? In yeah. The Mechanic, which was the Jason Statham remake a couple years ago. That's not the movie where... Uh, Christian no. Bale is like that's but, machinist. Bale? machinist. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the mechanic is really, really good. One of the interesting things about Ben Foster's character is very cool. It's one of the only movies I can think of where a Ben Foster plays a straight character. They do a honeypot, like a honeypot con sort of thing, except it's Ben Foster luring a gay man. Yep. Which was actually really but interesting. But he's playing a straight guy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. It yeah. was interesting. I've was, never seen... Because very like, rarely... It was the most brutal fight because the guy really was like a head fight Like, Brent Foster's not a big dude. Yeah. And this, this, this no, yeah, other he's guy, a skinny, scrawny kind of guy. Yeah. This, this, this other guy was like twice his width yeah. and about a head and a half taller. It and was so the, really the fight mechanics scene. between the two of them was just brutal. Did you see Dallas Buyers Club where True Romance, he's playing a honeypot thing where he plays a guy with A's and a honeypot and she's trying to get Oscar? <laughs> it works. Bill, the best part is you look upset at sex. <laughs> it's gotta be. It's gotta be different at this point because he's got two people to look back and forth. I've got an actually legitimate audience now. Yeah. One person for yeah. the fanny's so, not forth, then at least I can hope for you. you know. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Vikings Live was a big uh, whifferino, mm. but. It was a deep fried Oreo. It was a deep was fried Oreo. Was it called Oreo. Vikings Live? Yeah. Was it I think so. Vikings Come Alive? Because that's that's not worth it just to see two tickets for Vikings Live. <laughs> Come on. That's 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 a good evening. Yeah. I Even s- if it was a bad evening. Uh, after last week's episode, Bill let me borrow Shadow of Mordor. Mm-hmm. And I started trying to play it, but the mistake I keep making is thinking of it as an Assassin's Creed game, which What's is the... well, in that, it, in that it's an open worldy gamey and it's game sort of thing. And as soon as the world opens up, you should explore everything. So I, my instinct is a murder to, game that just see, in a sandbox environment. It's That's not like... That's the thing. I keep mistakenly thinking that it's an Assassin's Creed game when it is not. Like, I keep finding myself going into combat and acting like it's an Assassin's Creed game. Well, what's the difference like... in combat between this and Assassin's Creed game? Because uh, well, everyone, everyone keeps comparing, like, the combat more to the Batman game. See, that's the thing, and that's that not my point be, of reference. That would probably be more accurate. Because um, yeah. I keep going in and thinking, oh, I just get to counter all these bitches, and then I'll, you know, I'll be fine. And Which, actually, I'm having an easier time with the combat in this game than I ever have in the Assassin's Creed game. I don't yeah. know why. Because mm-hmm. I was terrible at the combat in the Batman game, which everyone keeps on comparing Shadow of Mordor to, but mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. Uh, I'm also struggling a little bit with Shadow of Mordor just because it's so relentless. For two reasons. It's so relentlessly dreary and ugly. That's halfway through the game you get to a pretty part of Mordor yeah. where it's such a, it's actually oceanside with ships and stuff. Like yeah. it actually turns into pretty. More yeah. what you think Lord of the Rings stuff. You but open yeah, like a slaver just... pit. 
<laughs> yeah, and it's all you're just fighting monsters and fucking golems crawling up your ass. And it's just like... but halfway, halfway through, you get to go to Sauron's like you know chill out vacation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's vacation. You go to a spa. Yeah. You're, you got a ghost in your brain yelling yeah. at you, and he looks like old man. Well, the, oh, the other thing is that um, it's Troy Baker as is playing is doing the both the voice and the performance capture for the protagonist. And actually, I think Troy Baker has a lot of range and mm-hmm. also some pretty good accents. So I think Troy Baker is pretty good at you don't. I had no idea it was it's, Troy Baker. Exactly, yeah. it's not like Nolan North. We're like, oh, it's Nolan North. Meh, meh. Although no, I think Nolan North is voicing. He, he voices a villain. Yeah, apparently. exactly. That's, which I haven't seen yet. Exactly. I know I'm at the end of the game, so I'm assuming like his performance is ten seconds. He shows up. I'm the guy who you must fight now. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing, it's actually in his performance, like in the cutscenes, just little things like how he holds up his hand and stuff. And my heart keeps going, George. So you guys have gotten like you guys gotten through the what the whole plot setup is because everyone's treating that as a huge spoiler. But I ha- I don't think I have because I'm literally through the t- I'm I'm kind of technically in the first real mission of the game. Yeah. Are you possessed by the soul of the dude ghost yes. guy? Yeah. Yeah. What happens to your family, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Your, yeah. If your family's still around, spoilers. <laughs> first 15 minutes that's of what the I'm game. saying but a lot of people are like oh, don't want to talk about spoilers even though it's like before like yeah. well, it's essentially the tutorial of the game that, yeah. your, parents, yeah. that your family gets killed yeah yeah spoilers yeah spoilers <laughs> um, also you get killed that's yeah, that's the yeah. big thing is that you're technically you are banished undead. from death yes air quotes banished from death killed yeah yeah Banished from death. He says like four times. Like, it's, like, you, it's like it's like banished. it's like every ten minutes. They banish go, Remember that guy that banished from death. Why like every time you die, you come back and you have a cold conversation with the ghost? Like, why am I dead? Like, I don't know. I'll tell you later. <laughs> <laughs> but it is Assassin's Creed because you do have the towers you have to find to yeah. climb up to. Yeah. Like that unlocks stuff around that thing. And yeah. And uh, but yeah, it's a weird. It's a weird stitched together combination it's of Batman so and Assassin's strange. Creed. Yeah. I, I haven't really gotten the swing of it yet. With yeah. the so toilet I... in terms of what like, the environment is, it's all just brown and nasty. <laughs> Yeah. Nasty. The, orc, uh, the orc designs are in the, the orc I, I really, really do good. like all the variations. There's a lot of orc, because like there's, so I think they're kind of randomly generated because there's so many different orc designs. Because yeah. the yeah. idea that like that whole system, I don't even know how far you've gotten to that. Where, but the the captains and like the that whole thing. Yeah, and, like, the, and they the evolve too. When you see them again, they'll, they'll have different outfits and shit on. So it's not just like mm-hmm. a static design for each well, guy. It's good that each they guy. change clothes. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> the most important thing. So that I, it's hard for I can't really make it. Uh, but I haven't. It hasn't hooked me at all. Yeah. Like, it's very easy for me to just stop, play the 10 th- minutes and then stop playing. The thing with the combat, the, you start unlocking power slots that you start doing extra crazy shit. So yeah. it's not just with the combat you're playing. That is only, like, for maybe first, <laughs> you only have to play an hour or two. Before. Yeah. But once <laughs> you start unlocking powers and stuff, you can start doing more stuff. You could fly around, do this combo, start executing guys. It took me a little while to get into the combat, too, because it was just, like, hack slashy. Avoid, and like, it's something about like chaining attacks, chaining and, and stuff. And what and like there's a thing you know, like you get later with your bow and arrow that you can like ping guys to the ground so you don't have to worry oh, about them chasing you and stuff. Nice. And they get stuck. And especially nice. when you get into fights later where you got a whole bunch of like multiple captains chasing you at the same time. Yeah. You just pin them to the ground and fight like the lesser dudes. Yeah. yeah. That's a big help. Oh yeah. But yeah, it's it's worth brooding for through at least to let let the combat evolve a little bit. And yeah. If you don't like, like it, then you, you just don't like brooding. it. But... Yeah. yeah, it's very brooding. It is, it is brooding and brooting at the same yes. time. Yeah, I showed him more. Have you I'll, seen, I'll play some more of. Have it. you even seen Gollum yet? Because he does no. show up and he's like, no. "I'm here because I'm just the only contractually obligated part of the movie." <laughs> <laughs> no, I've not gotten the Gollum. No. Yeah. The only Spoilers. other thing we've done on consoles this week is um our our friends Josie and Kelly just left. Bless them. Uh, Josie had been living in Portland for a little while. Uh, she was part of the grand. 
poor kid, she was part of the 38 Studios layoffs and then part of the Harmonix layoffs. Yeah. So she and Kelly had kind of landed in Portland for a little while, living with a friend of ours. Were they looking for work here in town or they were in Seattle? Oh, she assumed that she was going to find work down in San Francisco. Oh, okay. Or somewhere on this coast. But they coast. were just kind of parked here? She just got a job in New York. So they Avalanche. are... Which studio? Uh, Avalanche Studios, Which making the Mad Max game. Are they still working on that? Oh, yeah. Because I know oh, yeah. it's coming out. I just know, because it seems like it's... They're like, just working on it with Swedish time. Well, no, originally, because there was talk about that movie was supposed to come out this year, but they've, like, supposedly delayed it, so I don't know if they just finished it and the game's well, on the Well, the game is unrelated it. to the Mad Max yeah. movie. Well, that's what I'm saying, but it could be, like, just because... I'm. Just, but they're going to they put it out at the same time. Yes. Oh, okay. I have a friend who's yes. going to be yes. working on it. Tell her <laughs> a whole bunch of designs. I could say, like, yeah. But I anyway, have some ideas. She, I don't think she actually... I think she's working a different branch of their stuff, not necessarily the Mad Max She's stuff, working but, on the Mad Max mobile game. That's it. Exactly. Which actually just tracks how much gas you use in your car every day and how much of that's worth in like post-apocalyptic blowjobs and kisses poor poor Josie they just moved from Boston to Portland assuming yeah. she was going to find yeah, job in the West Coast then, like, now they're driving to New York long way around yeah. so blessed they're currently even now on their way New York City but, proper yeah uh, blessed yeah. they're having to deal with figuring out how to have a car in New York and then oh, getting an nah, apartment nah, in New York nah. yeah. and of course the, the studio is in the middle of Soho so it's not like it's even a neighborhood they can Boom. In, so. no not so much but, but um before on their last night in town, uh, they really love Fallout. Both Josie and Kelly hardcore love Fallout. I can see why they might be happy to be working for Mad Max. Before. Exactly. But so Foley said, "I want to experience Fallout with y'all." So we rolled up a um, a uh, Fallout New Vegas character called Tad. No, Chad. Oh, Chad. Excuse Chad. me. It was spelled T S H A D D E. Yeah. Chad, who was a punchsmith. Mm-hmm. And we just spent like a couple of hours. Stupid. Dumb, dumb baby. Oh, really dumb. Like a one intelligence. But. <laughs> no. But. But. But Chad could punch people's heads off. Yes. And we just, we just like rolled around New Vegas I... punching everybody. And, like, it's like every, 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 way. every time when like Annie would normally be like locksmithing something. Like Josie would be like, oh, this is great. I don't even have to worry about this because Chad's not smart. So <laughs> they just break the lock every time. <laughs> so do you get different dialogue options if you're stupid enough? Not because you do in Fallout Two, One and Two. Okay, because I saw yeah. I, it was it looked like a screen cap. I couldn't tell if it was from Fallout Three or New Vegas, where like somebody was supposedly having a conversation, but they were so stupid that the only way they could answer was with like "b" or "pizza." Was it? That that was definitely in Fallout One and Two. The okay, dialogue yeah. options are very different. Yeah. We didn't have a lot of dialogue, really. We were mostly punching people. Yeah. Okay. For, so yeah. so Kelly has this like this encyclopedic memory for yeah. for the Fallout universe. So we'd walk, be walking up to someone, and he'd his dial that person's dialogue would start, and Kelly would just go, "No, no, kill him." <laughs> <laughs> like, like Josie would just march Chad Aww. over there, and then we punch his head off. Was... You said this is New Vegas, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, she, so she's played the shit out of that. Oh yeah, they both played the hell out of New but Vegas. But it was it was possibly it was really a lot of fun. It was so much fun. Because they just do it like the back of their hands. So they're like, "Yeah, let's kill this guy. We're gonna go over here. We're gonna go kill some legionaries and uh, kill some powder gangers. Kill some gang- Um Josie did point out that she thought that um, the it doesn't the powder ganger. There's a, a gang in New Vegas called the Powder Gangers. One of the first gangers. ones you kind of run into, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's it, which is kind of a weird n- name. 
And it doesn't really make a lot of sense. And she proposed that probably... Their whole thing is that they use explosives, which yeah. is why they're called the Powder Gangers. But she thought that... And I, now I'm convinced this is true, that they originally were called the Gang Bangers, and that they got censored out, and they had to go back and make them the Powder, powder gangers. gangers. was the easiest way to kind of like, yeah, just kind of like... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All right. I'll totally believe that, though. <laughs> the Gang Bangers, but if there's ex- explosive stuff, that still kind of makes more sense than Gang Bangers, actually. Unless it's gang bangers and the bang is written like an explosive, like on the, on a fireworks label. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, it was a really a lot of fun, and it made me realize how hungry I am for a new Fallout game. Yeah. What the fuck? Well, they, you know, the whole thing is that the president of Bethesda doesn't believe in the long drawn out tease. So when well, they announced Skyrim, Fallout, they announced Skyrim yeah. like a year before it came out, and they weren't yeah. fucking around. That came out less than a year after it was first announced. Well, that I take comfort in that at least. So do you think this uh, this well if Skyrim was announced at the the, the video game awards or what the what what, 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 what are the VGX. things that the, the vgx or whatever the fuck <laughs> you the think that's gonna happen VGAs? this year because we're getting up there too. that's a month and a half away oh, that's what i'm saying it's coming it's coming it's coming 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 i would much rather have the here's a trailer nine months later here's the game yeah as opposed to the naughty dog oh my god people think that the studio's dying we should post the video of yeah. nate drake in a <laughs> slightly damp in a creek don't get me wrong I, I like, like Nate Drake. Nate Drake damn Is that supposed yeah. to be out next fall? Oh, fuck no. They haven't announced a release date. If it comes it's out within the next... next fall. Come no. on. If it comes out how the next year... How long can they draw that out? Bill, how Forever. long did they... They draw it out... How long did it take for between three, the trailer? I think it was another year and a half. I think so, yeah. See, I would assume what happens, they, they probably have their publishing... The Bethesda probably had their publishing assets all tied up with the Elder Scrolls this year, and now that's finally out and done. Oh, Fallout they're, Four! They're probably primed up for Fallout Four now. I'll believe that Fallout Four would be coming out next year. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yes. That's why I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I thought you meant Uncharted. If someone stuck a gun in my head, well, I'm just talking about yeah. yeah. If someone stuck a gun in my head, I would expect a Fallout Four announcement at VGAs yeah. at the VGAs this year, and then yeah, and, yeah. I we'll would be, I really want that. It'll be you. next. It'll be next Thanksgiving. Uh, we'll be playing it. Which means exactly a year from now, you'll still be like, oh, it's coming out, but it's still coming out in a month. Well, at least we know it's coming it out. It basically be how I feel right now about Dragon Age Inquisition, which is insane. Yeah. <laughs> I feel so what's, fucked up insane about Dragon why? Age Inquisition. I, I just want to play it right I don't know if there was like a new preview that just came out this week or something. Sh- I saw a kind of short dude crossing the street and I went, He'd make a good dwarf. So, <laughs> lady dwarves, do they have beards in the game? They So They're... they just did a walkthrough of the character creator this week, and they did a female dwarf. And you do have, uh, they like, they shaved. So you just have stubble. You have, like, five o'clock shadow. But that's kind of amazing. Can, yeah, can you have so all... good. Yeah, like you stubble can have different, stubble. different, different, like all like, like I six or seven. Mrs. Juki, you can. Mrs. Juka, that's right. What? I just want big, bushy uh, sideburns. No, no, it's all it's stubble. Oh, really? It's stubble. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but it's just like you know, it's like the facial hair I have, which is just like a little <laughs> shitty goatee. We really, we really, it's really like, it's like you got you. Charlie Brown for a for a chin. Exactly. One of the default dwarves actually looks a lot like me. I was like, oh yeah. Yeah, just give her a little bit of chin stubble, so we, a little we, bit of we, mustache. We, we rolled through it, but like we're watching them roll through it, and I'm just kind of like, "Yep, that's Annie." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, what are you guys yeah. gonna play as? We've been talking about it, and I think our primary canon inquisitor is going to be a Lady. female rogue Kunari. You think so? Which one's Kunari? Is that the big sexy guy? Hunk They're the big horns. beasts. Okay, yeah. So Lady this is the horns. first game we've had so, female Kunari. Yeah. Are they sexy? 
Yes. I mean, yeah, yeah all the Well, women I don't know if they had like big tits or they're anything rad like that. Looking. They, they're mm-hmm. rad looking, but they made them they made them very female. Oh, well, I didn't know if it was a thing kind of like didn't they have a female uh not a sorry, um a Turians in the last Mass Effect and they weren't they just essentially just like the, the were, male Turians except that like kind of slightly different head crests or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that was a thing. In 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 Mass Effect in in Dragon Age, they made them smaller than the male Kuzari, which makes sense. Yeah. I don't believe that it's sexual dimorphism, but then they had big old titties and shit. But which is it's weird to see aliens still having big human breasts. Oh, so Bill, they're weird. not aliens. They're native creatures of the world of Thedos. Bill, no, please. Well, wait a minute. <laughs> I had a fantasy I'm, thing that's a little more, but yeah, exactly. No, I really, we haven't seen much. The, the Kunari are a very interesting race in the Dragon Age universe because they're all tied up in their religion, Zakun. And I'm really curious about how the nature of female Kunari and what that, that interaction will be like with the modern society of Thedos. Would that was that supposed to come out by now? If it it was later? originally announced for October fifteenth, which and then, they then got back you so you would have been like talking this, to us this, yeah, tu- exactly. this Tuesday. You guys would have been going. Yeah, right now you'd be like waiting for your Amazon ship shipping announcement. Yeah. Yeah. Like if if the if the UPS guy showed a plate, we'd slap him. Exactly. Kind of thing. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Yeah, we're talking about taking time off so we can play Dragon yes. Extension. Well, isn't it gonna be that should be Thanksgiving weekend, right? Uh, we a couple weeks before. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's coming out on the fifteenth of November. Oh, really? So yeah, it's a week or two before. It's yeah. The best birthday month. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah. Oh, happy birthday, folks. Guys, are you guys gonna dress up as Dragon Age for Halloween? No. Well, yeah, yes, you I'm gonna be Dragon Age two. Bill's gonna you be just get the position. big box, the box. Like, hi, I'm on We're gonna cut GameStop. out the dragon face and just stick our heads. <laughs> Did you see through. the news came out today that GameStop is now doing a thing where you get a mystery box of three games if you just for twenty bucks. Oh really? And there's nothing guaranteeing you don't just get three copies. They guarantee that each game is at worth a minimum value of ten dollars. So at least you know okay. from GameStop's perspective, you're you're spending, you could trade it back. You're in spending and get... thirty dollars, and yeah. yeah, you could probably just trade it and get the thirty bucks back. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's a mystery box of three games for for thirty bucks. Uh, you get Madden fourteen, Madden thirteen, and Madden twelve. Well, yeah. <laughs> I just love oh. that they're doing that. Everyone's like, really? They're just turning their store into a fucking game show now? Yeah. Like, anyway, that's, that's pretty that's funny. That, yeah. That's pretty funny. Well, you guys Halloween's plans. Uh, we're trying to figure that out. Three weeks. Well, he doesn't want to have a party. I don't know. Well, no, 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 no. I was no, thinking about okay. having. I was thinking it's be... okay if you don't want to have a party. That's fine. Yeah. <sighs> that is not the sound of something. Because here in Portland, it's a drink because of the, the, the local cartoonist gang. Everyone yeah. goes under Paul and Anna is. And I, like I haven't done that in a while because it gets super crazy packed. So I was thinking about yeah. maybe having people over, mm-hmm. but I don't know if like it should be more of like a little quiet like get together, or if it should be like yeah we should watch some fucking horror movies yeah. or like what or something like that. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. So, and uh, yeah, my housemates are gonna be out of town this weekend too. And then I was like, well, if I don't do anything on Halloween night, but maybe we could do horror movies like do like a Nightmare on Elm Street like this Friday or something <laughs> like that, like 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 a horror movie, but nothing that's actually scary, some dopey sure. shit from the eighties yeah. or something yeah. like that. So I've been kind of contemplating what I'm gonna be doing this month too. I just excited about our Halloween costume. Yeah. If you want to do it, what's it gonna be? Well, we need I to want it to be um, Snow, uh, a Little Red Riding Hood, and the Big Bad Wolf. Yeah, I should totally do that. Yeah, that's good sex cosplay too. Yeah, it's excellent sex cosplay. Yeah, it's probably really showing me this Tumblr post. Or it was like it was like a three point thing. It was like uh, what are we talking about? Which one? Come up with a come up with a really interesting <gasps> RP R- yeah. like role playing AU. Point two, do it with your partner. Point three, the RP is now porn. Yeah. So yeah. what? What so? So like written, like written role play or any kind of role play. It's like it's like yeah. oh yeah, we could just we could just write this back and together as like an exercise and stuff. I like wonder that. what Corey Nathami's letter could be like. Yeah, hey, fully just... do to write this with me, and now with porn. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see this? 
see all the... Okay, now we can talk about Korra. Did you yeah. see... Uh, th- this week's episode of Korra was really good, I thought. I really enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah, I was waiting to see animated gifts. Go ahead. If you don't get the Starburst, <laughs> I'm going to get the Starburst. I was waiting to see uh, that like one of the letters to uh, Korra would just be dick butt. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for an animated gift that I have not seen it yet. Thank you. Yeah, I love it! Okay, so what's your favorite Starburst? What's your least favorite? My favorite Starburst is either pink or yellow. Oh, God. Fuck the yellow. There you go. It's all about the red and the orange. They're not I like bad. we're not even calling it the flavors. <laughs> no, because it just tastes like the color. Yeah, exactly. Just like exactly. Kool-Aid. I like red Kool-Aid. Um, Cora. Yeah, oh. this week's Cora was really good. I'm enjoying the season so far. Yeah, she fights a mommy on the Orient Express. <laughs> <laughs> She's so Pretty. And we got to see Old Top show Old up. Old Top! Hell yeah! Spoiler for Legend of Korra. Of course. Well, just... Guess what? We're going to talk about this week's episode of Legend of Korra. We're going to spoiler it. Crinkle, crinkle, little star. <laughs> Bird. Korra, Korra, I wonder where you are. You're getting punched in the face with rocks. So good. I love how last week you're like, Korra can't be losing fights. That doesn't make Why any sense. Why she had like, that fucked up PSD where she's like, like Yeah, poor kiddo. It's interesting to have fully never talking okay. about this. Okay, done crinkling. The, um, the Hunger Games is also a you know, is like sort of a thing oriented towards teens. It deals with PTSD, mm-hmm. but that's interesting because it's PTSD across multiple, like a shared PTSD. Yeah, like everyone, the entire community. Yeah, the is, is that because the civilizations collapsed? Well, yeah, it's like it's, a dystopian. Yeah, it's dystopian, sort of and a lot of really terrible shit happens to a lot of people. So yeah. everybody's. Well, got I don't it. know if people in the in the fancy rich cities also have PTSD. I don't know. Like I don't know how endemic it is. My friend. Yes. A. Okay, yeah. And B, it's really like her and Peta have a shared traumatic experience, mm-hmm. which is why spoilers for Hunger Games. In the end, she winds up with him, but they're not happy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which is one of the things I love about the Hunger Games. I really like. I you were really seriously enjoy. the only people I knew who, because everyone else I, I knew who loved the Hunger Games. Hates no the one last likes, book. Yeah. We are well, the only people on Earth who really like. Because because I love how honest and fucked up and brutal it is. Yeah. I like There's that. one thing that I think is dumb and dramatic, which is... No, I thought I that, that was a no, little I thought that, much. No, I thought that that was super messed up. They set her sister on fire and she is the flaming walking They day. don't not set her sister on fire, I'll say that. Oh, really? It's, but, re- it's really bad. Um, no, I just love how unhappy everyone is at the end of the book. I do too. It's so good. It's like the idea of surviving but not thriving. Yeah. Those are two very different things. So so you have that and then that, but that's that's like a really great representation of, oh, this is, you can go through events that, 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 that change you yeah. that much. And then all the stuff that's happening with Korra, she yeah. experiences it because she is the Avatar. She experiences it largely. People are there. Yeah. I mean, Tenzin, you got to imagine that Tenzin is like totally messed. He's got to be a little bit screwed up. His family's maybe. just got the shit kicked out of him. His yeah. family, his people, his 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 daughter disappeared to the spirit realm. For he really still, long. Yeah, he got yeah. everything back. He did, yeah. And Korra, Korra has experienced nothing but loss. Well, and they, on top of that, she's severed from her avatar. She's the most, I would imagine she's the most fucked up, like, when she's, like, crippled and everything, like, yeah. she's the most fucked up an avatar's probably been without just being killed in the avatar well, cycle and think about starting it. over again. All yeah. of Korra's identity is her physicality. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. It's all about, she's not in touch with her spiritual side. It's all about her physical strength and brutishness. Well, that's what she kind of freaks out on Katara about. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, we, if she doesn't have that, then who is she? Well, I like they actually dress. They don't mention the fact, going back to pooping, but then she actually says, I can't even dress myself. Okay. And yeah. It's implied that like myself. she really can't even, like, exactly. Like, like, yeah, she's not just like, especially like the last 
last episode of last season of Korra, I thought they were going to do a thing where they're going to jump ahead six months, and you have one episode where it's a montage of her getting better. Yeah. Like, she's going to work through it. And maybe she'll still be weak enough, and maybe that was going to be the thing, like, oh, how's she going to fight the big villain when she's still physically weak from this thing? Yeah. Like, I do like the fact that they actually say, no, she's been fucked up for years now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, she's better physically, but she's still mentally fucked. And she's been living this, like, it's been three three years now. Yeah. And this isn't something she's going to get over in a day or two, unless it is a big training montage with Yoda. Or it, with uh, Yoda Toph. Yoda Toph. Because yeah. she told me she's living in a swamp. She's like, yo, I, I like love that. it. Like, even the whole thing. Like, yeah, anyway. I love it. Toph is great. Cora, all in her short sleeve tank top. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. How you doing? Oh. Shoulders. She should have gotten fat and like eating Twinkies with, with Katara. Like, <laughs> like really Makaya. Katara's super into Twinkies. Yeah. yeah and, and I like the little details. Like, not only has she cut her hair, but like she has like her her, her hair is not quite perfect. Like, she has this one tendril that's always trying oh, yeah, to fall across like, her yeah, face. Yeah. It's so good. No, but it's nice to see a cartoon character get this profoundly fucked up for this long. Even though yeah. technically yeah. this damage that only happened to her like two episodes ago. But, yeah. Like... They, 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 they went all in with, like, the effects and everything. Well, yeah. It's just interesting that this show is more like Korra... Lear- Aang had no problem with who he was. Yeah. Um, this is more about Korra figuring out who she is, which yeah. I think is interesting. And, I like and it. it makes sense that she'd reach out to Asami beyond just any Korra-Asami-like inclinations I may have. Because uh, Asami really has experienced loss, like, severe loss, and come out the other side despite it. Like, it makes sense that she well, And to... the fact that this episode cements them at least, regardless whether they're romantic or so, whatever, at least they're, it, it doesn't matter. Uh, this 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 must affect that Asami is her best friend. Yeah, yeah. that alone. Which is if great. they never do anything else, that alone yeah. is is that that's yeah. nice enough. Yeah. I'm glad to see it wasn't like Mako. You're the only one. Yeah, who you're really good. Talk to like, please tell me uh, about the I love I love Mako making fun of himself. I like yeah, yes. I like yeah, yeah, ha ha ha. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> it was really good, and I like it, the implication that Bolin may be illiterate. <laughs> on the back. <laughs> I like the thing he was alert. <laughs> Pabu kind of just wrote for him. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, no, yeah. This, this season of Korra, I'm really, really what, what better? What better incentive is there to get up and try to walk a little bit after yeah. the like, Kill Bill moment of your little big toe? That was really then nice. Polar bear hugs. Yeah, that was really Polar good. bear dog hugs. Polar so good. Man, she really leaned into the, she's just like, fucking Naga. <laughs> what are you? I no, it, it was, especially for an episode that actually had a lot of, had a lot of fan service back to the old episode with, with like, yeah. an extended Katara thing, talking about Aang. And also, even like, the appearance of Aang, like, yeah, the, doing the, the air trick. And the so reappearance of Toph at the end, but still, the highlight was still really, like, that That stuff was all just, just, just decoration. How, it was how, really all about uh, how horror awesome stuff. is, was all of the fighting. Oh, yeah, yeah, I like that little callback to the first episode of Korra. Where yeah, it's her... she gets her ass kicked. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That really makes it feel like there's an actual shape to the what her story is now. Yeah. The fact they call back very specifically the first thing you ever see of her doing in this yeah. in the whole show. Yeah. The first thing you see non fish belly Korra do. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But I, but I just mean like even her fighting her. Oh, herself, herself, oh, and that's shifting the what? design of the of the avatar Korra, where she's just all hunched. Well, shoulders. it's funny because it's it seems to be that's not necessarily the bad part of Korra. That's kind of like a strong part of Korra, yeah. just kind of gone wrong. Yeah, yeah. And so it's, it's something where she's not going to have lost she's going to have to embrace that, that version so, of Korra, yeah. not actually get rid of it, but like exactly. that's kind of like the, the, the yeah the strength and because I like, yeah she is the strong kind of ape. She just like yeah. barrels yeah. through everything. That's yeah. kind of the Korra oh, that everyone was kind of annoyed with. Kind of turned into a villain. Kind of like yeah. turned into the thing that. The, the, the dark shadow that's hunting her down but yeah. like yeah. 
And like so Cora's hot. face is so open and expressive. And just like the little detail blank. of having her be hunched and blank is such a nice thing. Yeah. yeah. Do you think we're gonna find out anything more about the the, the, the original Avatar crew with Tatoff coming back? Do you think you're gonna find out anything more about Sokka or like how he Maybe. died or anything like that? I don't know if I care. I just, some, pe- I, yeah, some people have been kind of asking about that. Like, oh, is this, we're, we're, are we gonna finally find out like how Aang died or how Sokka died or See, if not... Toph ever dated Sokka or anything <laughs> like that? And, I could and, not care less about I, that yeah, shit. Yeah. Although I, you think this is top at least like, how's my daughter's No, <laughs> no, that's all she's had to do. She's a terrible mom. She's terrible. She's living in an underground basement swamp. I guess she's like both right, right outside. Of, well, the, funny she's, the funny thing is, she's, she's right outside of town. It's not like she's yeah, far away. No, she's just kind of a turd. <laughs> Katara, loving, supportive, like what well, that's, I, I'm we'll sure that's what yeah, that's going to be yeah. the contrast yeah. of like, yeah, yeah like, Wonder hey. Mom. And yeah. she's like eating rocks <laughs> in a basement. Like, hey, hey, dirt how you doing? Yeah. But yeah, that's <laughs> okay. one thing she's not going to let Cora wallow in her shit. Yeah. Oh no, that's the perfect Yoda to come back. Where she's going to be like, so good. Who gives a shit? Yeah, yeah it's going to be yeah. so good. Anyway, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but the only other thing I've been doing is I've been playing some more Wasteland too, and I'm still enjoying it. I'm cheating the fuck out of it and having so much fun um wait how uh, cheating uh you could go into your saves file and fuck with your um characteristics (laughs) your your save file of course i am well the thing like like i said the thing about um uh wasteland 2 is it's not really about your people it's just about what you're able to do moment to moment i don't 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 find that it's not fun to say oh i have to switch to hex so that she can undo the alarm on this, and then I have to switch to Widow O'Neill so she can do the demolitions on it, and then I gotta switch to Bear so she can hack the lock. That's not fun. What is fun is just going, Bear, fix this for me. She undoes the alarm, she undoes the demolitions, and then she hacks it all. That makes me happy. So, um, it is nice to have my, I have my broad squad. Broad squad. I've got, um, my protagonist, Beth Bowers. I got, uh, Widow O'Neill. I got Hex, and I got Bear, who's my girl. That's right, because last week you were talking about how you have a whole gang of people with, but you're yeah. kind of switching in and out of, like, their abilities. It's... You're essentially playing as that character for a moment to do this and then jumping and back. And... and like I said, they're really, like, a multi-tool. It's like that, so I don't care that I'm fucking with my character. Yeah, exactly. It's like, okay. it's not, yeah. I'm not making a great connection. But the, the environments I've gone through have been kind of mm. interesting. Like, I just now I'm in a former, um, uh, what is it? It's like an airplane salvage yard. And, uh, what is that face? It's... Starburst tastes like a band-aid. <laughs> what flavor was it? I'd... Pink? Yeah. <laughs> oh, children. The candy doesn't taste really good sometimes. All of y'all eating a smacky candy on this podcast. You're terrible humans. We're going to drive away the three listeners we still have left. <laughs> exactly. If they had, didn't stop at some point earlier in this podcast. Anyway, um, the uh, there's one little detail that I really liked was I met a ran into a lesbian couple in this oh. game, and one of them just makes casual reference to her husband, and I was like, oh, I think of Foley as my husband. It was really Aww, kind of great to have that. that in the game. It was just kind of great. So uh, I I am enjoying Baseline too, even as it frustrates me. I've kind of let go of that it's not about my character or characters in this world it's as much as it is about the world. The world, yeah. And so that, that bothers me a little bit, but I'm I am enjoying it, especially when I'm cheating. Like fuck, so <clears throat> good times. Did you guys download and play any of the new PlayStation Plus games? 
Uh, I have Dust Illusion Tale, which I am going to play just because poor Grumpy Turtle has been trying to get me play Dust and Illusion Tale. It's actually, it doesn't play, it plays well. It's just yeah. you got that furry person yelling at you the whole time. It's a, um, sexy, that's what, that's again, as somebody who doesn't have tits, it's a sexy squirrel <laughs> with beautiful breasts. You just want to <laughs> nurse on him. You just want to, oh yeah. Suck on him through a t-shirt. <laughs> wow. You just want to put a shirt on her anyway. just so it's even that much more appealing so when she takes off, you're like, you're okay. naked. So, Play Dust Illusion Tale. I oh, now you're talking about Toph. Is now like now you can it's now foot worship for Toph is uh, legal. <laughs> you're very proud. I've of it. seen so much foot worshiping like porn online for Toph, really? which I never thought about it before. But well, like, I guess she can. Sense... She's foot. If you're a foot fetishist and if you're into I mean, she's yeah. jerking off the cartoonist, yeah. like yeah, it's the whole yeah. It's the complete package. Boom. Yeah, and yes. she's also like even though she's a little kid, she's still her. She got the personality of an old cranky lady. So even I don't know, it's a whole thing, <sighs> but. Man, if, if you love old ladies and feet now, you're especially just gonna be like, it's Christmas morning. <laughs> anyway, what were we talking about? Oh, uh, 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 dust, yeah. Uh, but the other game, Cat, Cat, Pixel Cat, Pixel Cat, Pixel Cat or something? Oh, Did no. you play a little bit? No, I, not, I downloaded it. I it is it. super goddamn cute. It's essentially Snake meets Pac Man. You yeah. know the old snake, where, yeah. like, snake yeah. game where you have to like eat, like yeah. People, yeah, eating stuff without like running in your own tail? Yeah. Just like that in a Pac Man maze. Hmm. And the idea, like, instead of like eating uh, pellets, you're eating eggs. And you, sh- you you eat eggs and shit out ducklings. <laughs> okay. And then you're supposed to deposit the ducklings in these little circle bays okay. that like makes the ducks disappear so your tail shrinks. Okay. And when you do all that, do all, when you uh, essentially do all the ducks in the stage, that you, you kick off them another like okay. stage. That's cute. But um, it was an interesting week for Kickstarter. There were two really interesting Kickstarters that launched this week, both by X Bio, uh, not Bioware, Bioshock Devs. Yeah, what is this? Yeah. Um, there's, what is it, the Black Glove? That's the one that looks like Bioshock, where it's like the thing it looks, is, it looks, it's a dude in a tuxedo, kind of 1950s kind of looking. The aesthetics are kind of, uh, they're not dissimilar from Bioshock, but it seems to be an interesting, it's one of those things where I backed it because I wanted to exist, even though I don't really understand it. Yeah. Because it seems to be a narrative and puzzle-based experience in the first person, where you manipulate the past so as to manipulate these three artists and their works of art. Hmm. There's a sculptor, a filmmaker, and... And a musician, mm-hmm. and depending on how you alter their past, their music and the present changes, and you're trying to make the their ideal art or something like so that. So if you keep someone from like yeah from being rejected by their girlfriend when they're 16, suddenly like, all their art is not suddenly like yeah fuck love exactly fuck love, yeah, or something exactly. Like that, yeah. um, As but, in uh, fuck love, I hate love, not like fuck love, yeah. <laughs> fuck love, fuck love. It looks really intriguing. I'm a little concerned about it just because they want. Like five hundred thousand really? dollars, and they've wow. they've not gotten. Very Is it a close console that game yet. that they're trying? To come it's just. I mean, if you just look at it, it looks like an anything. expensive ass game. Like yeah. you can see that they well, put that, a yeah, lot of the little bit of assets I saw look like kind of like Bioshock. It's console gorgeous. quality, kind of like yeah. It's not I, supposed to be just an iOS game. Yeah. There are a lot. I was looking actually at my Kickstarter history the other day, and it's a lot of games that I don't necessarily want to play, but I want to exist. Yeah. Like I realized yeah. that the other game it, I also don't really want to play, but looks beautiful. Um, what is it called? The the developers called the molasses blood. I should have written this down. Sticky. The game is called the flame in the flood. The molasses. I think it's called the flame in the flood. Did you see this? No. They, um, it's I, a, yeah, like a sandboxy river. Like you are a woman and her dog on this raft going no, down the it's river. It's like made for Annie Maloney. <laughs> I yeah. know. It's an Annie simulator. How do you not want to play this? 
Um, the gameplay seems to be a little more semi-survival-y than I actually enjoy. Okay. I don't enjoy survival games. It's just not really my jam, which is why I'm really excited about Borrowing Alien Isolation. But they're I'll almost, they're almost, they're at like 60% of their goal. They were asking for, uh, they were one of those Kickstarters where they're asking for X, but they're really hoping to reach Y or yeah. Z. Yeah, you got it. They were asking, there we go, The Flame and the Flood. Yes. Uh, it look, but they both look beautiful and they're both interesting and different games, so I highly recommend taking a look at them both. Yeah. The Black Glove and the Flame of the Flame. How much did you throw down for each one? Uh, enough to get the game. Okay. I don't know if you just like throw down five bucks just to support a couple bucks, but like, you know. Mm-hmm. Just, you I know. have a thing where if it's a it's something I want to play, but I'm not really necessarily invested, or I want to exist and I'm not invested in, I'll usually get to the tier where I can get the game, but no actual physical stuff. This seems to be cheap enough. Like, this seems to be people... like a 15 or $20 tier, so it's not yeah. like you're destroying yourself. It's not like buying And like... also, there's a thing where I'm like, if I'm supporting something, but I'm not necessarily emotionally invested in it, I don't want anyone to actually spend time mailing me physical no. things. Yeah. Like, I know the emotional cost of doing Kickstarter fulfillment, and I don't actually want to participate. Man, in I love that. it because it's like getting that, it's the fall time of year, so all, the, all these games and stuff are coming out, but like, I have shit to do, so like, I want to yeah. buy these games and I want to play them, but I don't want to get too distracted, so that's why I keep on like, you guys, like, right now, I'm like, you guys want to borrow my Xbox, want to borrow Forza Horizon? Because, like, <laughs> I should be doing work, but I want to play that game, but like, you know, I don't know. Oh man! But uh, yeah, I'm really curious about it. Bill, tell me about the Great British Bake Off finale. <gasps> the Great British Bake Off. Oh wait, was there a game thing? Oh, we were. Did, we, did you guys have anything to talk about Alien Isolation? We Annie played about a half an hour of it before it's before we started recording. It's really beautiful. Really you played almost as much as I did because there's this part where you leave the ship that is essentially just a copy of the Nostromo, the original ship from the original film, and then you go onto a space station. Yeah. And once I got to the space station, I kind of quit because it stops being kind of like that alien game, kind of turns into a Bioshock game where you walk into this... If you had walked 10 more feet, you would have seen mm-hmm. all the walls are covered with graffiti saying, things have been bad here! Yeah. Here's the political... Even though they're being all chased and killed by aliens, presumably, yeah. everyone's got plenty of time to tell you exactly what happened yeah. on the space station. Like, a lot of don't trust the cops because they're bad. Also... Searching garbage cans for snacks and practical <laughs> services. Environmental yeah, graffiti that, is such a sticky wicket. It's it was cute. Like was Bioshock kind of the first major console game? Did they did that kind of get? I mean, that's been around forever. Environmental storytelling mm-hmm, is yeah. not a new thing, but specifically the graffiti, where it's essentially people who are supposedly being killed. At least you know, even in Bioshock, you were entering an environment that had been falling apart for ten years. Yeah. So it makes sense people would have enough time to like, especially with a political conflict. Yeah, exactly. And this, where it's just like people being hunted by mom. Monsters. Holy just found something she likes on my bookshelf. I, What's it, up? The the text on the Animal Crossing book is weird. Why? What is it? A N I M. Oh, it's Anim Ow. There's like a weird space. <laughs> Sorry, I got it's really... printed by the Japanese. What do you expect? Oh, it's a great guidebook. That's the guidebook for the uh, the 3DS version that came look, out last year. Look at that. Animal. Oh wow, yeah. No. Prima <laughs> like done a, fucked up. A, fra- a straight up space. Man, I saw that since Christmas. I was checking off. Like I got all like the museum pieces. Yeah. I got most of the artwork. Mm. Um, I think I was collecting. Oh, I was. Oh man, if I just we were like, talking about Alien Isolation, by the way. It was it's so gripping that we suddenly got. <laughs> well, no, I'm I'm really I'm really excited to I'm really excited to play that. If you don't want to play it, I'd play. Yeah, it. I will watch you play. It. Yeah, I I don't do well with I games like where there actually is something. Like well, this is the other thing. I've got, uh, I think I might have slippy, slip, slippy dogs. <laughs> <laughs> sleepy. Greasy, sleepy, slippy, slippy dogs. 
I just picture Slippy from Star Fox. Yes. Harper to Harper. Uh, no, I got Slippy <laughs> Dogs coming to me on, on Man, Tuesday. Man, Sleeping so. Dogs. I highly recommend that if y'all missed it in the last generation, give it a try. Yeah. It's is, not the most polished game in the world, but it is a fun time. I've got a bunch of ramen and Asian snacks in the house, and yeah. so that's like, yeah. Just it's all be- Japanese, though. It's not Chinese, so it doesn't make quite sense for me. It's uh, it's a good game. It's a good game. The um, I think the melee combat in that is some of it's, the most it really satisfying. That's the one where like you can push yeah. people into like microwaves and shit like that. Like oh, you yeah. get you like extra credit for. Really you have things. guns, but you never really use them. I got as because far... the cops come as soon as you fire off a gun. Yeah, you just... yeah. I really like the in it. You play an undercover cop, and they they have like a police meter where it's just like you know you can't get in trouble with the police because you'll get arrested. Yeah. But then they have your street cred meter. The way they balance that is really interesting. I enjoyed that. I got as far into dogs. the three sixty game. For like for the fi- like the five dollar copy I bought for the three sixty a couple years ago, I got as far as like when you get your first vehicle and it seemed like the we're driving around the roads was like really it seemed like a tiny city. Yeah, because like I got stuck city. on the circuit around the city. Yeah, and I just felt like I was on a Hot Wheels track, and I was like, <laughs> well, I guess it's not supposed to be big, broad, expansive like GTA yeah. universe. Yeah. Even though it's a sa- open sandboxy, but yeah, it seems to be like yeah, the, whatever the focus of the game is not like look at this huge world you have to it's explore. For, I, think, no. I think the the the, the weirdest experience for me with playing Sleeping Dogs was when that. That you killed a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at you because you did it. You killed a bunch of people. Annie, you, you went, fucking murdered. You jumped me. up. You got on the ledge. You heard the ambulance, and we. I was like, wait a minute. Is that is that an ambulance? And I was like, just wait. And you you waited on the ledge because like mm-hmm. no one knew that you had done it. Mm-hmm. There's the dead people down in the alley. The ambulance totally rolls up. Oh yeah. And then the group of people, like just the AI, is so interesting. Yeah. So pay attention to that when you're playing it. A group of people kind of kind of gathered around. And you remember the two guys that the two the lady and the dude that took cell phone pictures of the dead people. Yeah. It was and nice then walked detail. off. Oh, that's cool. And I was yeah. just like. This is, and Creepy, then they put, but cool, yeah. And then they put the bodies onto gurneys and put them into Could the thing and took them away. steal the ambulance you wanted to? It's not that kind of game. I see, that's kind of wondering. Yeah, because I know, really, like, GTA would pride itself on that shit. It's it's not really about the open world. It's really more about, I mean, there is an open world to explore, but there's not necessarily a lot to find through exploration. Okay, so it really is more just about combat and story stuff. It's yeah. not quite, even though it's an open sandbox game, it's not trying to be all like, you yeah. can do anything. Yeah. You... We really liked Wei Shen, mostly just because we liked the performance of that actor, yeah, and good. I liked his character design, even though Wei Shen, it's like, there's a system in the game where you have a series of girlfriends that's yeah. the flimsiest bullshit. Isn't turns out to be one of them? Emma Stone. Emma Stone's love. It's the biggest waste of their talents. Yeah. It's just because, like, literally, it's it's not dissimilar to GTA. Where it's like, oh, I have three missions with them, and then I've never seen. Oh, uh, that's again. it. Yeah. 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 Welcome oh, to Gollum wow. in Shadow of Mordor. Literally, like, it's gonna be the same <laughs> yeah. thing. Gollum is exactly like your girlfriend Emma Stone. <laughs> A pretty good yeah. golem face. Yeah. Also, yeah, great British Bake Off. Yes, Bill. That was the finale air just a couple days ago. Uh-huh. Who, who, who do you think won? <laughs> who you guys? I barely know people. what Great British Bake Off is. You talked to me a little bit. About I had a freak out about this last Max, week. No, just we didn't. So Maxwell Motley introduced me, this to me. Supposedly, it's the biggest show in Britain right now. It's called the Great, great British Bake Off. It's a uh, reality cooking competition show that's hosted in this fucking tent. And like in the middle of this, this like mansion garden somewhere in England, and okay. but it's very polite because I guess the show had started off with well, this is the fifth season of the show, and okay. I guess every season starts off with like twelve people. Uh, because I only started sh- uh, watching the show a couple weeks ago when Max showed up. I was ha- like the show had already halfway aired, and so when I started watching, there was only like five people left, yeah. and so I've only watched like the last five episodes. And uh, but it's very cute. Everyone 
like super polite despite despite the fact that it's a it's a competition. reality competition show. Mm-hmm. Everyone's super polite and nice. Yeah. And me and Dylan watching it, we were super rooting for this uh, Indian lady named Chetna mm-hmm. who was super cute and funny, and she's like mm-hmm. oh, super charming. She she got uh, booted off on the episode right before the last no! before the finale. No! We were fucking crushed. Like, no! <laughs> but then the, yeah, the actual finale aired like literally just two days ago. And a nice person won. In case you guys ever want to watch, I won't spoil it. But there was a cool dude named Richard who was a super blue-collar construction guy. Yeah. And everyone was and expecting him to win. Yeah, because I guess he had taught himself baking. Or so he okay. somehow picked up baking skills. And there was a thing where every week someone becomes the star chef, essentially the best chef of that episode. And he hadn't won it like five weeks in a row. And everyone was expecting him to be the winner. By virtue of the fact that I'm talking about that, I guess you can tell he did not become the winner. Yeah. And but there's so many other people that could have won that we won't know. I know, exactly. But yeah, Indian Lady didn't win. This guy, Richard, the blue-collar construction guy, he didn't win. Uh, there was kind of a chubby guy. I think his name was Lewis, who uh, he was from a mining town. Aww. He was very cute. He was one, There were three finalists at the end. And so like yeah. the whole last episode was just like a three-way bake-off between cute. these three guys. And then everyone's super charming and cute. Like, I have... Spoilers, I have all the episodes you guys are Uh, But yeah, it's super charming. Uh, It's hosted by two ladies, one of which... We're pretty sure, me and Dylan are pretty sure is gay because she gives mm-hmm. off super gay vibes. And I was like, I don't know if she's gay because I don't have a crush on her. And, uh, but, the, <laughs> the, two, know, the, the two taste testers uh-huh. are, it's this like, scary lady named Mary Berry, who's this older British lady. She's like, eh. She's nice though. She's not mean, yeah. but she's just kind of like, I'm going to eat your pie. I wonder, I wonder, I wonder if she looks like Gerald. <laughs> Who's Gerald? We watch. We rewatched some Broad City. Bill, have you watched Broad City yet? No, I keep on hearing good. You, you know, I was kind of waiting for watch. you to start watching it, so it, like I would have to watch it because you were watching we, it, so we could talk about you it. You watched show. it like watch nine Broad months City. ago. We're, we were just rewatching Broad City. I keep on hearing <laughs> great things. You have to start with episode three. Yeah, because episode three it doesn't just, matter. It's what so good. It's just it. such a perfect. Like I realize that that's the one to start people with, but there like, she goes. She has to go to this UPS depot on a distant, mysterious island and it's just this big empty warehouse with a a single desk inside of it with an old woman named Gerald (laughs) who's eating yogurt a giant oh but the other the other judge is a werewolf looking guy because he talks like he's gonna turn into a werewolf whenever he eats anyone's pie because he's like some slightly older guy with like like five o'clock shadow and he's werewolf eyes his name's like bruce hollywood or something like that nice yeah look look up great british bake-off werewolf (laughs) see if i'm not wrong but yeah that show is very cute um what else i do this week oh i went to uh, grumpy turtle's house last night because it was his birthday Mm -hmm. he had a birthday party Mm -hmm. he we he made me watch wizards which is this old animated movie from the 1970s by ralph bakshi the guy who did have you ever seen that guy on the right yeah (laughs) you can't tell unless you see a close-up of him he got werewolf face yeah He's he's actually the harder. She the... does look like Gerald. <laughs> she does look like Gerald. <laughs> I would not. I no, I would not kick him out of bed. For oh, you would cookies. love him on that show because he's totally like. Just saying, look at yeah. His, look at his. his All right, I'll make so you guys weird. watch a little bit before you leave. All right. 
And we'll um, make you watch Broad City. But okay, so you went, to Grumpy, you went yeah. to Grumpy Turtles. Yeah, so we watched, uh, so Ralph actually, he's the guy who did like the animated Lord of the Rings movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 I've always yeah, seen yeah. clips off, but I've never actually watched, but he's famous kind of, like for like just producing really shitty animation because he does does a lot of cheap rotoscoping and yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. And this is, this movie yeah. Wizards is a movie he made like right around the time Star Wars came out, which is about two wizards fighting in this post-apocalyptic wasteland, except okay. the two brothers, uh, except the two wizards are brothers. Yeah. And then there's this naked fairy queen. Well, she's not naked, but she's just wearing she's essentially naked. like a translucent titty coverings. Yeah. But her nipples like go out. They go out. I, she's got to be the only character in the whole movie who had a model sheet because they've drawn her tits in a very, such a very specific way in every shot where like her just nipples loving, are just like daggers trying to jab you in the eyeballs yeah. when you're trying to watch it. And but there's like all these big medieval fight scenes that are obviously what he just did to make this movie was he just obviously took took a whole bunch of like uh, B footage from a yeah. bunch of medieval medieval like fight movies and then just ran and just ran through like a Xerox machine because it's like not even like traced over and inked but it's obviously just like kind of weird high contrast black and white oh. kind of like Xerox footage just yeah. dropped in the and uh, dropped into these animated backgrounds yeah. of real guys on horses stabbing each other while these like little cartoon fairies and shit are in the foreground doing oh, stuff weird. yeah i know and then you feel like you're losing your it. fucking mind while watching like how's this a fucking movie there's not even, there's not even really a story it's just a bunch so, of random images so what you're saying is the only thing that would make wizards better is if it was a lady gaga music video yeah. <laughs> well, you know, actually you could do that <laughs> i love that grumpy turtle he wanted to watch it just because he, he caught a glimpse of it on youtube he was like this is fucking terrible i have to make people my birthday party watched this <laughs> so that's what we did for like 80 uh, minutes last night it was, it was uh, we had a good time but the movie was fucking terrible yeah, yeah. then we also had chocolate chip pie which is his favorite oh kind of chocolate chip pie well good old grumpy turtle oh and then i did friend. play sports friends we played hop on yeah. top did you say get on top yeah i did i was kicking his ass when i didn't know how to control anything well, yeah, i was yeah. barely doing anything and yeah. the moment i actually just decided to actually start doing stuff was when i started getting crushed exactly yeah, yeah. it's so much that about is not only your own momentum but other momentum others yeah jimmy is a monster jimmy's really 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 good at it and conley wants always wants me to play get on top with jimmy because she gets too mad at him yeah, <laughs> yeah. and because he keeps winning and okay. keeps Kicking her sh- head off. What they should do for the wedding is just they should on. have Jimmy and Conley's parents play that, and whoever loses has to pay for the wedding. <laughs> Get on top. I don't know, cause you can keep going like nine hundred. Well, yeah. whoever gets, whoever's on top when you get to one hundred, whoever gets on to one hundred first, whenever they change colors, essentially, oh, yeah. Gosh. So yeah, I did that. Oh my god, Wizards so fucking terrible. Um, yeah. I... The only Ralph Bakshi movie I've seen is are the is Lord of the Rings. You not seen Cool World? Oh, no. It's oh. my first Brad Pitt movie oh. ever saw. Oh, oh. oh, it's got Kim Basinger it as does. a... Oh, my God. Yeah, this, have you seen Cool Is, that, is yeah. that really about police are trying to keep people from fucking cartoons? Is that that's literally... In the film. It's not, the, not that's, about that's that. That's part of it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it's... No, so yeah, no, Brad. Oh, I forgot. Brad Pitt's a cop. Yeah, yeah. And he's a real world cop. Got that's got sucked in this cartoon yeah. world. And then what's his face? Uh, Irish guy, Gabriel Byrne, mm-hmm. he's a cartoonist who gets sucked in this cartoon world okay. and he wants to fuck the hot, hot cartoon lady. Yeah. And he got Brad Pitt's like, you can't fuck her because I can't remember why he's like, he you comes can't up fuck with this cartoon. There's some kind of reasons. I think they do fuck and then that turns into Ghostbusters and that lets all the cartoon characters out in the real world. Wait, and when they make love, yes. it lets all For the cartoon characters like yeah. that. Yes. Something like <laughs> that. It shouldn't have happened. That's it's... pretty much the plot of the whole movie. It's just that and they it fucking have No, who does yeah, I think how it is when everybody has sex. It's not <laughs> Cartoon characters, each one is just a metaphor for a little orgasm. Yes. I can see that. A yeah. tiny death. 
Oh my god. Oh, well, and they cool kind of do die, but they don't die. Mm. Fucking cool world. I get mad cool. every instance of the Wally e. Coyote hitting the ground after, like, you know, falling off a cliff. It's exactly gone. what sex It's an orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> Poof. Okay, and then it's gone. And with that, everybody, we're going to take a little break, and then we'll be back for the Geek Week in review. <laughs> TV show? Um, I think it's still on. Okay, because I've heard anyone talk about it recently. Well, and also it's a. Fault. I think we were the only people you knew who watched it. I know exactly. So it's I don't so have any cat dead. They made it. These they days. made it really. They made it really difficult also to watch it. Because yeah, it's not wasn't it racist and fucked up? Well, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it was enormously. It was just two ladies behaving super badly. Yeah, it, or with a with a range of ethnic stereotypes around them. But cat dead was really. <laughs> yeah, Kat Dennings was really cute. She'd frequently wear really amazing flannel shirts, just belt them. So yeah. like extra oh, like large so flannel shirts and then she's just busty and then she'd have like this wide belt and then just like leggings and I'd just yeah. like be like mm. <laughs> But yeah, the CBS makes it really hard to watch. You can't watch them online, you can't buy them. And then Digitally. when they do come out, they're enormously expensive. And then, yeah, when they put them on DVD, it's like, you know, $80. So, and I don't want to watch it. I don't believe it in $80. I saw somebody on Twitter had this whole thing about how they had come up with this story about how Kat Dennings and Christina Hendricks are a lesbian couple. <laughs> and they own a farm! Except something happens to kill off all the cows and this is like, we have to sell human no. breast milk! <laughs> That's where she made a from! Yeah, I love the idea that, like, the magnetic attraction of large-breasted women is yeah. like, like them. Well, I know, I know what that's about. That would be like the best narcissism in the world. It's like, hmm, what am I drawn to? Big chin ladies. What I take, what I, yeah, I just, yeah, I'm not cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I, well, I, it's, it's almost like it's a, it's almost like it's a guy fantasy that two giant breasted ladies <laughs> yeah, would, yeah. yeah, be a lesbian couple and pr- and then pretty, make goat cheese out of their. <laughs> I, and then probably I would assume in the story that they're probably just working nude just because maybe it's really hot. It's climate. It's, warm out. it's climate change. <laughs> it's just like it's just like. <laughs> and it wasn't anything that where they're like, oh no, we have no more cow milk. Well, I guess we're we'll to milk ourselves and play video games while we do it. Yeah. On the so. way, on the drive over, we were driving by this one lady, this one lady jogger, and she was at the corner and she was trying to keep her heart rate up. So she was hopping it? back yeah. and forth in place. And I was looking at her and I was like, I see that is why I can't do running. Yeah. It's just, I've got way too much jiggle in my wiggle. And I never, I haven't felt comfortable running since I was 13 years old, basically since I woke up with tits. Because, yeah. you know, I'll punch myself out and I have to wear like four bras of decrease, of like sports bras of decreasing size mm-hmm. just to strap it all in and that's just not appealing. And Folly just looks at me and she goes, that's because evolutionarily speaking, you're not supposed to be running. You're supposed to be in the cave, nursing all the children, making a huge mess. Look <laughs> <laughs> at Just fulfilling my sexual fantasy. <laughs> yeah. I, I do the making a big mess thing. Just... Yeah. Uh, anyway, how are you guys doing? Hey, pals, believe it or not, it's time for the Geek Week in Review. What's gonna happen? Like, once again, tell us! Oh, no, 
Toast the Future. Oh, uh, Pujambi. Wait, well, who's wait, 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 who's the who's the guy from Pee Wee's Playhouse? The get the guy in the box. Is it just Jambi? Is it Jambi? Tell us, Jambi. <laughs> Once again, this is the portion of our podcast where Bill has written down things in pop culture. <laughs> this is my first time reading them, you know and what? in some cases, learning about them. Rather than you reading it off of like a Google document, we need to like put these in envelopes, like unmarked <laughs> envelopes every week, and you have to like. Yeah. What, what's yeah. on there? What's okay, on there? first, uh, Penward Kit quit running Adventure Time because of it driving him nuts. Oh. This news actually came out before we recorded last week. I just forgot to put in last week's show notes. Is he no longer the showrunner? On yeah, Adventure? so this just came out. He quit in the middle of season five. Hmm. Was that earlier this this year or last year? I can't remember. But that was the season that went on for like a year and a half mm-hmm. by the middle of So, uh, yeah, it just came out this week that he's still working on the show as a writer. He's just no longer in charge of the show. Interesting. And I'm not quite sure who's actually in charge because you think someone no one, still have to be in charge. No one's in charge. Unless it's just like a random like... Wild West motherfucker. It? Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's, it's Chinatown. It's Adventure Time. Which <laughs> normally for a cartoon like that, you think well, that wouldn't matter so much, but it seems like there's enough mythology in that show. There's like enough, the characters are growing up and like things are evolving enough. A showrunner doesn't necessarily, is not necessarily the lore keeper. Yeah. Well, that's one. I kind of wonder if he's still the lore keeper, but instead of like making all the like, maybe he's still like in charge of like a lot of the creative stuff, but he's not like, maybe he's not signing off on like the Adventure Time merchandise and stuff yeah. like that. But it's interesting, he really just did, came out and said it, it was no fun being in charge of the show. He I likes wor- working on the yeah, show, but definitely. he doesn't want to be the guy that everyone answers it's to. It's very different to be the decision maker as opposed to just your creator. Yeah, and the fact that he did this a year and a half ago or like however long ago or maybe earlier this year, I can't remember when. I think it was earlier this year because I think they just started season six. Uh, but yeah, it's funny that he did that. No one really said anything about it. And, hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Just news that kind of leaked out. What? I just want to look. <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of nuts, mm. Unbeatable Squirrel Girl. Also, Ryan North is leaving the Adventure Time comic. Have you not heard about it, Unbeatable Squirrel Girl? I Yeah, I heard of. I saw everybody freaking out Have you out seen the pictures it. of it? Yeah. They are really fucking fantastic. It's yeah. Cute. So it's Ryan cute. North is now writing uh, Unbeatable Squirrel Girl. Mm-hmm. Which, that looks fucking... I need to... Man, I wish I could get... Because I never go to the comic st- shop, so I wish it could be delivered to my house. I wish that, like... Because back in the day, you could have comics yeah. mail, that no, was part of your subscription. You can still do mail-order comics. They just don't do it very often. unbeatable squirrel girl. 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 girl you can girl, also girl. just get it digitally on your iPad. Yeah. That's true. But that's no fun. I love the physical yeah, comic I do books. Too. Yeah, because, like... You. Well, especially like like digital shops, you're never quite sure like if they're gonna save your data or how long you're always yeah. gonna have that data. If you have the physical comics, true. especially stupid stuff like Unbeatable Squirrel Girl, yeah. you want that you want that by the toilet. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Huh. But the artwork for that just looks fucking. Fa- so she, do you know what Squirrel Girl is? Like, is she supposed to be super super powerful? All or? I know about Squirrel Girl is that Brian Michael Bendis was obsessed with bringing her back. Good. It's funny that he's not part of this. Like I wonder if he kind of like. Well, yeah. no, I mean it was a while ago. It was yeah. during you know when he got he good was, taste. Yeah. So. Squirrel Better girl. that than unbeatable ape girl from that one episode of Powers, where it's all ape fucking. I knew you were gonna go there. Oh my god, I was just counting down on my that's, head. Did that's you put the only on here? I remember. Did you put on here the Powers trailer? Well, let's find out. There's a Powers trailer. You didn't know this. Okay, okay then I will inform you. Uh, they announced at E three. E three because no one cared. That was no Brian, cared. Brian Michael Bendis was on stage yeah. droning on for five minutes. Yes, no we have shit. a Powers television yeah, show. Yeah, they didn't have any exclu- visuals or anything. Yeah, I know. Casting he had like a, he about. was dressed like Kingpin from Spider-Man, but that was the only <laughs> visuals they had. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, they released a trailer for the Powers miniseries, which will be uh, broadcasting free for PlayStation Plus members with, mm-hmm. how do you say his name? Charlito Copley? Yo, uh, as, what's uh, his face? Christian Walker. Yeah. And Which is funny because like Christian Walker's supposed to be a big guy. Yeah, yeah, that was Foley's big criticism. I'm, like, looks like, he's... I'm like watching this going, what You'd is, be better what off is casting werewolf guy from Great British Bake Off <laughs> as Christian Walker. Yeah. Oh there you God. go. And who's playing Pepper Potts? <laughs> I can't remember who's playing Dina, Dina Pilgrim. Pilgrim. I can't remember her name, but she's this really rad looking lady. Like, it's just I don't I'm not familiar with her work. 
That's cool. They got a black lady to play Vina Pilgrim. Oh, really? Which is kind of a nice... That's bad. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. okay. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I'm not surprised that Ro- so Ryan saying- North is leaving Adventure Time just because it's been he's been doing that series for like what forty issues. So it's like Sleepy Hollow is what you're saying. It's exactly like Sleepy Hollow in every single. Have way. you guys seen Sleepy Hollow? Sleepy Hollow with more expletives. That was the pitch. I keep on hearing good things about Sleepy Hollow. Everyone I keeps do saying too. it's pretty good. I keep on hearing terrible things about Gotham. Mm-hmm. Gotham's supposedly terrible. Yeah. Because every episode they have a character show up and like, Miss. Hey, Catwoman, sure you... Because I guess she's already hanging out with cats all the time, despite that it's supposed to be like 20 years before she comes to Some Catwoman. people just really like cats. I know, but Catwoman, that's like I mean, I like cats. Start calling you lesbian woman. I like, I like ladies. I'll start calling you ladies lady. I'm all right with that. Ladies woman. How you doing? I just love the ladies. I just love them. Yeah, we're still in your origin uh, story Origin story, that's Yeah, it. exactly, yeah. Uh, Legend of Korra is back on iTunes. Oh, yeah, Ryan North. I'm sorry, we're jumping back and forth. <laughs> but yeah, well, the thing is, somebody just on Twitter had said something about Ryan North leaving Adventure Time, and I tried to, like, look Google that up and see if it get uh the clarification on that and i couldn't see any official anything saying that he's just officially because he's leaving. writing writing um scroll girl doesn't mean he could so not quite sure yeah but adventure although he's time. been working on adventure time for a good two and a half years yeah. so i could yeah. if he left now i could see why because it's, he's been writing his, his ass off on that adventure time stuff but i don't know, I don't know we'll see Oh, was there, is there anybody you'd like to see take over Adventure Time? Ryan North does such a good job with it, and yeah. they so feel like his work. It's they hard for me to imagine have to get like, someone else. else where it'll almost be like a stylistic break. Because if you're just trying to get someone doing Ryan North Adventure yeah. Time comics, like... His he voice Steve is Wolfhard. so clear. <gasps> you actually have him, like, don't worry, he doesn't have to tell it's the conference. It's just a Jeremy, with... Jeremy the Squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> with Adventure Time on the cover to trick the children. Oh like, the babies, they're Man, Steve so Wolfhard. Good. I'm just glad. I love that guy. Man, anyway. I had a terrible nightmare last night. Yeah, I saw a tweet about that. That Steve Wolfhard was shot by Gamer Gators. For any particular reason? I can't remember in my dream. It was like, well, I mean, it was like I had just found out about it. Yeah. And poor Leslie was all alone, and like I was so distraught. It was a really upsetting dream. I'm they... glad that they're instead just on a boat. Yeah, instead they're in a boat for Canadian Thanksgiving. Did they just buy a house? They just bought. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because like, I saw Steve flipping out about like a beautiful all... cartoon Victorian house. Oh really? Because yeah, I saw gorgeous. he was ultimately flipping out about buying a house and also like this is where we're going to put our spa. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah that that's hot tub in the back yeah. of Victorian. So yes, as Bill spastically ignored, uh, we are Legend of Korra is back on iTunes after its weird removal. That's how I'm watching it now. Yeah. yeah. It's just, the episodes come out on Fridays, which means they like you be they become available like midnight on Thursday yeah. night. Which if you're a crazy person like me, you happen to be up anyway and like yeah, yeah staying up at one thirty AM yeah. watching Legend of Korra super super cool. We're I think we're gonna be watching them with uh Jimmy and Conley now at our house. Yeah. Oh, which makes sense because now they're wait, did they finish season three? Yeah, I know yeah they just they, they, they burned through it super so they, did, did they dig season three? Oh yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, really well, Jimmy was just like freaking out online about how much he hated season two justifiably. Season two is really bad. But, yeah, yeah, he came he came back to our house and they had borrowed the Blu-ray and they just he just threw it on the ottoman and was like, You wanna sit through this in the garbage? Fuck a bullshit. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm glad to see if they finally wiped up an island. Both the, the last two seasons of Legend of Korra, the the most current one and season three, which was never on iTunes, yeah. even though they moved it to digitally only. Is finally yeah, it's finally up on iTunes. I get now. that they were trying to build their uh, the user base of their Nick app, and I mean it's for free online. But on, I guess they must have realized pretty quickly that it wasn't. But, one yeah, I mean they're yeah. leaving money at the table. Yeah. yeah, it's like I like we're watching it for free on on Nick.com. But again, um, to think that Legend of Korra is going to be over in, in like a month, and like what a fucked that. up experiment that that turned out to be. Yeah. just kind of like janky. I think oh, just like well. two years ago, it seemed like such a bright shining. It's guys from who made Avatar coming out with yeah. a brand new cartoons. It's gonna start a super so strong well female and... character and yeah. blah blah blah. Now it's but just I like, like what, they're, what they're doing with it. No, the show is good. It just from yeah. like from like 
a production standpoint, it's yeah. kind of limping across the finish line. Yeah. But, yeah, whatever. Oh. Yeah. Uh, the return of Twin Peaks and Vib Ribbon. I like you put these both on the same line. I wasn't quite sure. Do you guys care about Twin Peaks at all? I, no. I tried to watch Twin Peaks. Me too. You can't go recently, back. Recently, and it was... Or at least we could go back, because we never started thing. there. Because we I... weren't really going back. We were just going to... Yeah, I watched like an episode two when it was first out because I was in high school. I was just old yeah. enough to kind of be into that kind of stuff, and it just, yeah, it just completely lost uh, me. And yeah. I was like, "What the hell is this?" It doesn't help that I'm not. I, I, I fucking hate David Lynch. Yeah. And uh, it's one of those things I really want to like because so many people I like like it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's but, a huge deal for a lot of people. Yeah. I'm glad to see that it's coming back. Yeah. Which I guess like in one of the episodes, like the lady who gets murdered, she yeah. says, "I'll see you in 2016." And so or like, 25 shows, years. Or yeah. 25 years. Yeah. yeah, and so, like, it's coming back in 2016. Uh, how about whoa, that? Whoa, whoa, and Vib Ribbon, do you guys care about Vib Ribbon? I didn't know that was a return thing. Well, no, just because, well, I guess a lot of... So this was never released in America. I think it was released in Europe and Japan, but it's another game by the guy who did Parappa the Rapper. Oh, And so it's okay. another, like, rhythm music game, except you're, like, it's a, a black field with, like, a little white vector graphics rabbit who's trying to jump over obstacles. And so you're just, like, jumping over obstacles and rhythm and music. Huh. And the big thing with this game because it was a play original playstation game you could put your own music cds into the playstation oh. it would generate stages based off the music you put in there so people said it kind of worked half the time yeah but like you know it would still create stages but like yeah. maybe not always in rhythm to the music yeah. they said it when it did work it was like really cool yeah and the game also comes with its own baked in music so you know, sure. had, like and so it they just reissued the game on i think it's playstation 3 and vita and the playstation 3 version you could put your own cds in there and oh, let it work that's cool. and that's the only great. reason that everyone's freaking out about it coming out now is because i guess it E3, the Sony mentioned someone at Sony mentioned Vib Ribbon on stage, and that got everyone thinking, Oh, they're gonna announce like a return of Vib Ribbon. Yeah. And turns out, no, for some reason, they were using Vib Ribbon as an example of Sony having produced like crazy games yeah. in the past, yeah. And so everyone's hopes were dashed. So, so Sony specifically said, Sorry, essentially, this week said, Sorry, guys, for getting your hopes up with Vib Ribbon. At least we're gonna put out the original version so you can yeah. play it now. It's kind of like, yeah. Sorry, guys. And so, yeah, it was cool they actually put that out. Speaking of Baton game music, I was playing this one part of Wasteland 2 yeah. where I snuck into this underground corridor system that belongs to these extremists. And I'm wandering through the corridors, and all of a sudden I find, and it's all like moody and dark, and I'm dodging all these explosive dudes. And all of a sudden I reach this one part of the do corridor where this disco music starts playing. And I was trying to figure out why the hell this music was playing, because it's, like, really, like, dance music sort yeah. of shit. And it was so tonally bizarre, and it was very clearly linked to the environment, because as I get closer to it, it gets louder and louder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm looking and searching and searching, and I couldn't find anything until finally... And I've explored the whole area now, and it's not to be found. And I finally realized that it just so happens that in the map... There is a shed above that part of the underground bunker where you can, if you do play your cards right, you can convince this guy to come have sex with you to lure him away from this door. Regardless and, of your gender? Uh, I'm a woman, so I don't oh, know. Okay. Probably. Yeah, that's just part of the Probably thing, yeah. if you have the high enough charisma and kiss-ass trait, you could do it. But it just cracks Because it's right above there, the music just kind of filters down. It's, I guess they didn't think about it. So awesome. you're, I, it was really bizarre because I'm just like... Especially if you can't find the source of the music exactly, when you're down there. Yeah. It was really funny. I had Wait, to Google it. When does Westland take place? Is it, is, it, is it still take place like within it's like, a, it's like 50 years of the actual 70s or something like that? Well, it's 
I, I don't know. Because that's the thing that was confounding me about Fallout, despite that, like, it's supposed to be, like, post-50s stuff, even though it takes place, like, 200 years in the future. Yeah. It's like the 50s lasted for 150 years inexplicably. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's like Arrested Development. It's like the culture, the cultural... Yeah. It's I know, but everyone's been vacuum. listening to, like, you know, the Deftones for, you know, 150 years, exactly. like, nonstop, like, the same yeah. music, and, like, everyone's been wearing poodle skirts and... Exactly. You know. Uh, well, in, in Wasteland, it's more Western-inspired. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, so, yeah, I actually found some outfits for my team members, and I put them in it, even though it kind of breaks my, what little character attachment I had to them, where I have the three amigos wandering around with me, they've got the full three amigos outfit, so good. Uh, So, next. Anyway, believe it or not, we are doing Geek Week in Review. Dumb movie rumor of the week, number one. William Shatner will be in the next Star Trek movie, question mark? This is the big rumor, well, there's a whole new production team behind the new Star Trek movie. Mm-hmm. It's 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 some of the people who worked on the previous ones, but it's no longer J.J. Abrams because he's off yeah. doing Star Wars. Right. And so it's one of the writers who, he was essentially, uh, of the the all the head crew members on the previous Star Trek movies, uh-huh. supposedly he was the big like head ex Trekkie. Like, mm-hmm. he was the big guy who was really like, we gotta make sure this like fits into the Star Trek lore and stuff like that. So yeah. he's writing, directing the new one. Supposedly yeah. he's approached William Shatner about coming back. William Shatner's like, I'll come in and eat yeah. scenery up. And well, the <laughs> people are really, really kind of freaking out about the possibility of that because the last time William Shatner's played James T. Kirk is he got killed. Yeah. He got wiped out in that first Star Trek The Next Generation movie and he died the worst movie death ever. So yeah. everyone's like, well, maybe we don't not want to see like 80-year-old William Shatner running as, as, as Captain Kirk again. But yeah. maybe they can somehow fix the fact that he died in such a shitty way 20 years ago. Yeah. Maybe. And I would assume that like, they, they can't make too many of these new, more of these new rebooted Star Trek movies. I would assume, it would be nice if they could kind of re- bring back Kirk while also kind of like wrapping up a bow on this whole alternate universe and kind of like make up for like how bad the last movie was and kind of like I don't know I don't know Bill I think our culture has proven that we are we are like insatiable I know for more bullshit rebooted garbage yeah and I will tell you this we as I'm not a Star Trek fan Foley is a Star Trek fan um, I did you? I kind of enjoyed it. I enjoyed the last one. Uh, I'm sorry, but I did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sorry. I did enjoy it. Well, see, I, 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 as an objective, so like a movie thing, it might be okay. But as a Star Trek fan, there's like I can more understand. Stuff that. No, 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 no. Like, I, I can, well, also from a plot perspective, I don't understand what's going on with the missiles in that movie. We're yeah. like, he's yeah. trying to smuggle people out. Yes. When he put them on yeah. missiles, but there's 72 missiles, and he's expecting <laughs> them to fire all 72 missiles at this Klingon planet. But he doesn't really want them to fire because he's got his people. But like, if he had the time to put the people in the missiles why did you just put them on a shuttlecraft and leave yeah. earth and then like i just like oh, benedict cumberbatch is real complicated <laughs> i know <laughs> real super yeah. benedict cumberbatch things isn't the whole meme on, on tumblr like it's just a girl thing and like when, a, the, when a guy you, picks you up by the hips and throws you in the river it's just girl things what <laughs> I don't pay attention to those memes. I only look at Coruscant. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> and, um, Maybe it's not a Tumblr thing. Maybe it's just a Facebook thing where people will grow, like, oh, super God. straight, like, mall girls will yeah. post, like, it's just a girl thing. Like, when your boyfriend picks you up and kisses you on the head. Or, like, oh, when your boob, when you can't get the straps on your on your bra right. It's just girl things. Wow. And, like, I don't know. For some reason, that seems like it'd be a perfect Benedict Cumberbatch kind of thing. <laughs> I do. I do. Benedict Cumberbatch thing. Yeah. <laughs> All right, when your face on. accidentally cuts cheese because it's so hard. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, uh, dumb movie rumor of the week number two: a Star Wars spin-off trilogy about Ewan McGregor's Obi Wan farfing around the event between the events of Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. It's called. I actually 
really like the idea of Ewan McGregor. Everyone's been as like Obi-Wan. that. That's not a bad so idea. So just make a good Ewan McGregor Obi Wan movie would be great. It's something more positive. It's train spotting. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's supposedly they're working on a sequel to that too. Which is how do you make a sequel to Train Spotting? But I, some people posit this this is actually be kind of an apology to Ewan McGregor because yes. he was only one of the few good things, consistently yeah. good things in the Star yeah. Wars prequels. We're like, yeah. well, we'll bring you back to play Obi Wan now, but yeah, should be a good movie this time. <laughs> well, it's funny too because he's he's getting old enough. He can yeah. kind of play a more convincing kind. Kind of like yeah. maybe not fifty year old Alec Guinness. Like yeah. no, it's been ten years since you played yeah. Obi Wan, so it would make sense. Of maybe this ten years later, he's still out in the desert. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't know what you would. Three yeah. movies. I don't know. I guess he goes off planet and does stuff, but yeah. like I don't know. It's I just would, three I'd movies of you and McGregor just sitting in the desert combing his beard. But he would have to have that like little beard and everything like that. He's so good. Doing his braid. Undoing his braid. <laughs> Roberts, he suggested that what you do is you just remake like Seven Samurai and oh, Yojimbo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You yeah. just you just do that and just like yeah. that's his three movies. Right? You essentially make three samurai movies where he's yeah. like running around the galaxy or whatever. Like, right, yeah, that'd, that'd be that. fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Be and Yoon McGregor gets to die who a little you, bit happy. Who would you have direct these Obi Wan movies? That's a good question. Who do you get? In my fantasy world, it'd be Brad Bird. Brad Bird, I think it'd be good with a big. Oh, we gotta talk about the. Twilight yeah, we do. Trailer. Yeah, I don't. That was, that was a pretty good. Segue. I would actually like stripped out instead of big like big galactic story stuff. Yeah, actually, yeah. I would almost like more the only real main character would be him. I mean, yeah. You could almost get some kind of weird indie director. That would make more sense to get a weird indie. Get that would guy. be Ryan Dr- Johnson. That would be a really good Ryan Johnson movie. You get the guy to attack the fucking block. Oh, yeah. uh, Joe Cornish. Yeah, it wouldn't yeah. be bad. Yeah. Or the dude that did Snowpiercer. Oh, exactly, and he's Asian. Yeah, it's kind of, American kind of, Asian. Kind of the, no, no. <laughs> oh, Bill. But no, I'm glad you don't say Oriental, Oriental, but it's <laughs> oh, dear Lord. Lord. that's uh, my favorite ramen oh, flavor. Anyway, I'm gonna no. move on. That would be good. I'd like that. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like, you could actually get like an Asian like, like that. Those are the movies you could like. It'd be hard to fuck up those movies. You get somebody who's actually like I don't know who's the next fucking Kurosawa. You get fucking Wu Park Wing, the guy who who uh, who's directing the new Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Yeah. He's the guy who did all, all the choreography of the Matrix and stuff. Yeah, fucking give that those one of those movies. Like I don't know, you could do stuff. Yeah, and who knows if it'll actually happen? But everyone likes the idea. Yeah, that, at least yeah. Yeah, uh, Paul Feig is officially making the next Ghostbusters movie. Yeah, he did confirm that it was going to be all female yeah. too. Yeah, right? exactly. He yeah. also confirmed that it's going to be a re- reboot, not like a sequel or yeah. anything like that. Because he's like, I really love origin stories, and I just want to make it so that we. He I'm wants so to make these characters their own. Well, which is good because I'm glad to see that's not. I don't know. No, as I agree. As... It needs to be a different. Like, oh, a hopefully, different... it's not new character. Hopefully, it's new characters too. It's not like it's yeah. not going to be like Susan Venkman. Yeah. And and Lady, Lady Sandra Specter. Yeah. Yeah. Or, wait, <laughs> Spengler, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Okay, so do we have to come up with new cast again? Who's our old... We've already done this, like, two or three times yeah, in the podcast. Yeah, we have. No. Oh, we had Emma Stone on there. Yeah. Melissa McCarthy. See, I don't... Because uh, they got the lady who's writing the heat, who wrote the heat. Yeah. If it's just going to be Sandra Bullock and <laughs> Melissa McCarthy with, like, bad, it actually. wasn't terrible. <laughs> I, but I mean, you can do something more interesting than just the heat with photon packs. Aisha Taylor. Or Tyler. That's, her name. that's been Tyler. a lot of people. Um, I would want uh really. I just get the cast in Orange is the New Black and just give them all proton <laughs> exactly. packs and they I break actually out of jail. Like, what's her butt who played um Nikki? Yeah, Orange is the New Black. Oh. I would really like her. Actually, she would. And she the... would be a very good Bill Murray esque kind of. Or um, or even... even if she's not a Ghostbuster, she could be like their secretary. Yeah, I was like, gonna so say, like, yeah, I'd be like, so, like, you're not, like just as part of the. Well, yeah. the other thing too is aside from. 
like who females females i'm a females females uh there's uh, ghostbusters to me has always felt like such a like very new yorky kind of yeah, thing yeah and so you kind of need that kind of wise ass which is yeah. funny because in the ghostbusters oh my gosh everyone ladies from broad city <laughs> well, that's what i'm saying as long as the lotto would be amazing the lotto would be amazing yeah <laughs> if you get some people real uh, probably like new york you know yeah. well there's jessica williams she's she's uh the, the black uh, uh lady correspondent from the daily show yeah. she'd be great too because she's got that wise ass kind of new york thing it's actually nikki from moore's new black she'd be perfect for uh, that kind of thing. brenda was just saying on twitter that she had read an article recently that pointed out that the character the alana from broad city is the closest you really get to a female bill murray sort of character yeah. in modern comedy we'll show you she's terrible she's yeah. so terrible good it. so yeah that's i'm more worried about that than like anything else like yeah. as long as they're kind of like kind of grubby enough that's yeah well then well, i've seen some people get really upset because i don't want girl ghostbusters because i don't want pink proton packs no. i'm like i don't think you understand like yeah you, i don't think anyone wants girls. pink proton packs yeah and uh. other terrible thing i wonder if they're going to try to make all the ghostbuster stuff kind of look like that old funky ghostbuster stuff or i wonder if yeah. it's going to be like futuristic ghostbuster it'd be stuff, great if it i really want it to be kind of clunky 80s yeah yeah, yeah it'd be kind of great because that's i love the idea of women running around big clunky like things and just kind of like big kind of junk that's the thing the ghostbusters look so junky yeah Kind of, yeah. That's kind of part of the charms. They're yeah. kind of like, like ridiculous, kind of like. And yeah. it would be really funny if one of them had a pink proton pack. <laughs> just for fun of it. Yeah. 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 It's a she did some graffiti. Back. Yeah. And that's actually Nikki from. Yeah. Exactly. You get somebody who's the most like grizzled, like. Yeah. Grizzled. Yeah. And it's like she picks it up and it's like pink and it's got like Hello Kitty on it. <laughs> and that's. And I that like one. Kitty. <laughs> that's the mom for Arrested Development. <laughs> Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Anyway, uh, as Bill and I touched on, the Tomorrow- Tomorrowland tr- teaser trailer did come out this week. Mm-hmm. That looked beautiful as hell. I joked, it's finally about time a major motion picture stars a cloisson pin. <laughs> I look at his face. Because it's a pin that she touches, and it's like. She goes, she goes what? to the Mordor is... world. She's like, oh, just that quiet. <laughs> I, just didn't, I didn't understand what that joke was. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> no one fared it on Twitter anyway. <laughs> but no, it was a beautiful trait. I'm really curious to see what Brad Bird I like that effect when she touches the pin. That was so good. Yeah. Like the way the lighting shift. I was, that well, was that a real how they wondering that how they moment. did that. Because yeah. like she's like, I don't know if they shot two shots or something like that. She looks up and she sees the Tower of Sauron in the distance. Because yeah. that's when she can see the ring race, when she's touching the pin. <laughs> she's got to go. Somebody has to show this to me because I haven't. Oh, did I not show this? I must have watched this at work. Okay, so I'm gonna talk. You talk about Brad Pitt. I work at work. (laughs) What do you do? (laughs) Fuck you. Well, this is part. Oh my wedding's. It's the wedding. Ah, the wedding's off. No, but so uh, it's it's just this girl who she gets and she gets this magic pin that just teleports her to like this corn magic cornfield. It's the most Weird. amazing effect. Well, like, literally, it's... she bends over in like this in this like this police lobby and picks it up and like it's there's no cut. Like as soon as she holds it, she's in a cornfield. That's okay, almost the whole show, teaser show, trailer. Show this to me. And then yeah. suddenly, uh, uh, sexy Walt Disney shows up and that's it. <laughs> it's, it's so George yeah, we'll show you this. Yeah. yeah. Mm. There's actually George not much... Clooney is sexy Walt Disney. <laughs> well, he's supposed to be playing kind of like yeah, like this adventure I mean, I guy, like, a Disney-like character. Is what yeah, that means. but who's frustrated? <laughs> Sexually. Yeah. <laughs> well, so the, uh, so the first story, official story. I don't want to know the story. Oh, no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. I don't want to go into it. No, just the basic setup is just the girl lives in Florida. 
and she's a young kid who's really interested in science and space. Yeah. And she's really depressed because they're tearing down all of the NASA, yeah. you know, like, launch pads and everything, like, because there's no more space shuttles, no more yeah. that, like that. So she's super bummed and kind of, like, super nihilistic about the future of human, humanity and space travel. And somehow, like, she meets this guy and it's supposed to be about, like, okay, maybe we can find a better world where we can actually, hmm. science can be a thing. Interesting. And Interesting. so it's Bioshock, but with... <laughs> so with everyone seems like joking. It looks like Brad Bird's Bioshock because, yeah. I don't know. So George Clooney is uh, sexy Andrew Ryan. I don't know if he lives in this yeah I, I don't know if he's like an andrew ryan living in this other world where he adds a, I don't, who knows comes out next fall it'll be the one movie that comes with the episode seven trailer undoubtedly because it's, yes. it's disney's big summer movie coming yeah. out next year yeah so it's gonna make a bazillion dollars just because it's gonna have I star wars want, attached I want to Red it bird to keep making good making awesome awesome movie stars yeah. lady too aside from yeah. that and it's also seems to be tying into the whole let special people be special thesis which mm-hmm. is kind of like the big thing and this is going to be like let mm-hmm. special scientist people be special scientists mm-hmm. by giving them magical cornfield where they can build tomorrowland mm-hmm. exhibits yeah exactly what well, i'm saying anyway uh, you haven't seen the trailer so i don't know where you're talking about Really watch good. it go though it's been in effect for a while kotaku announced a refocus on the site towards currently released games and post-release game news blogs and features rather than just regurgitating pre-release pr news yes which is interesting to see that's a cool perspective hopefully they can stick with it i mean when polygon first started off they were they, they were going to be the new the face of games journalism yep. new kind mm-hmm. of stuff like that and they just eventually defaulted to just well, they regurgitating do, press releases and they'll stuff. They'll do long-form features more frequently, I think, and they'll do some other stuff, but yeah, it is mostly but, about the Well, those cycle. features weren't getting a lot of traffic, so they yeah. fired most of those editors. Aww. So it's mostly, well, when people yeah. were joking on the same day that Kotaku unveiled this new policy for what their content's going to be, uh, Polygon's big story was just essentially, they they had a press release from, Des- from Bungie talking about how... 3.5 million people are playing Destiny every day. Yeah. That was their head story. Like, yeah. it was just a big PR thing. Yeah. Meanwhile, Kotaku's like, you know, so who knows what's going to eventually yeah. happen, but... To be honest with you, I only go to Polygon whenever I want to listen to something at work, and I'll go pull up uh, Griffin and McElroy doing an overview. Yes. Yeah. That's kind of my favorite thing You're to so just kind of have in the background. Justin McElroy's got a new podcast where he's interviewing different people editing. It's like, kind of an interesting anyway. idea to talk to reviewers about the games they're reviewing or yeah. the games they just reviewed. That's an interesting thing. And talking yeah, about yeah, Polygon. Mm, poor Polygon. But yeah, it's, it's nice to see and and yeah, yeah it's an interesting know. shift. Do I have anything to talk about Gamergate this week? Fuck Gamergate. Oh, I can't believe it's not. I just want it to be over. It's just not. It's just. I'm tired of people I love being driven. Well, did you see the latest lady got doxxed? The Brianna Wu, and that was a whole was thing. Just... And yeah, I didn't realize if you try to like report somebody for harassing someone else on Twitter, yeah, they... you can't file a report unless you're that person. Yep. Just like fucking, well, I, that keeps people from abusing because then everyone sure. can start reporting each other yeah. back and forth. But like that uh, is just like our camera gate. Anyway, how you doing? Merry Christmas. Um, well, that's the well, that's the other thing. Frank Cifaldi, he's a gaming historian. I've mentioned him on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. He's been going nuts on Twitter all week. Demanding yeah. that place like Kotaku and Polygon start talking about Gamergate more often. Yeah. Specifically, he wants them to come out and condemn because yeah. The Verge, uh, Polygon's sister site, general yeah. pop culture, they yeah. actually came out this week, this week and said Gamergate is bullshit. Yeah. And so he's trying to put pressure on gaming sites like Kotaku and Polygon to yeah. come out and say, well, Kotaku say did something finally about come it. out this week and release an article talking about g- condemning Gamergate, specifically oh, okay, in good. the wake of the stuff with Brianna Wu. Yeah. yeah. 
And so he's trying to put pressure on more gamers that's actually like fight back against Gamer yeah. Kick. Because right now they all have the attitude of like, well, it's it's just there's no new story. Like there's news about this stuff, but it's not like we don't want to get involved because it's. Like I mean, it political. is. It is the most driving aspect of games culture right now. Yeah, you but it, it is weird that no major gaming games. sites are really talking about it that much, yeah. unless it's like and like they'll secret. talk about specific instances of like, oh, this lady got docked here or anything like that. But there's no, I don't know. I think there's a feeling that engaging is feeding it. Yeah. You know, as opposed to just trying to let it die on the vine, but, but it's the not same going t- away. Yeah, you have to like this. Is the it's getting to the point where you like even straight white guys are realizing we're like you're gonna have to start pushing back again. So you can't yeah. just like let 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 all these women just weather this storm and yeah. just everyone else stays quiet about yeah. it. No, because it's a terrifying fucking storm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's and again exactly. It's not going anywhere away yeah. anytime soon. Blah. Anyway, even though the longer they go on, the more ridiculous they make themselves sound, True. and yeah. the more obvious but it becomes. I gotta, still, I'm sure still so there's gotta there's probably a boy howdy listener out there that's pro GamerGate, and I gotta say it's like you just gotta acknowledge that there are people who are trumpeting your cause that are doing terrible ass things. Well, and I saw from Poly- Polygon Owen Good. He wrote he had some kind of tweet this week. People were flipping yeah. out because he was upset about he he was he was talking shit on both sides because he was talking about how. He was just like a Gamergate as you got these assholes on one side attacking women and you got the, the, everyone on the other side overreacting. Yeah. And he did point out that there are people part of Gamergate who mean well and they have justifiable issues with game journalism. Yeah. But by aligning themselves specifically with Gamergate, Gamergate is tainted so much exactly. by like, oh, yeah. most yeah. of these guys are really going out just attacking women regardless of politics or anything. Yeah. Like they, yeah. they just don't want women involved in games. So if they really wanted themselves to be taken seriously, they have to divorce themselves from Gamergate. Yeah. And like do something else because that's they're they're, they're not yeah. gonna yeah. But know. the way Owen, poor Owen Good phrased it was these two extremes deserve each other. That's what it wow. was. Yeah. yeah that that was... was not a wise thing. That yeah, should you... that's one of those moments where like you, you should email when... something to somebody and be like, Can you just look over this when people yeah. are receiving bomb threats a reply yeah, when response three, is not three times that you do a public speaking engagement it, you, they have to shut the damn place down because of like death and bomb threats fuck you yeah Just and when like, you whenever you're mentioning anybody anything in that situation deserving that like no. i think he was saying but i know but I like, there, there's an saying. implication of like yeah, yeah he, that's not what he meant but, but it's still like you yeah. that's that's a charged statement to make yeah. so oh, twitter uh yes twitter the fellowship of the, the ring now says gamergate probably not that good that's what we decide here on the boy <laughs> that's our official stance <laughs> we're finally we're putting, we're putting our foot down saying gamergate calm the fuck down <laughs> Don't yell at us, but just this is go play some video ease games, off. Go people. play some fucking alien aliens. Sleeping be... dogs coming out. Go play. Go. It's just more games, more voices, more games. That's yes. all I want. Ugh. That you know that we're not your shield. More voices, more games. How's that? That's a that's a hashtag. Yeah. yeah. Uh. So, that said, uh, speaking of the Kotaku saying they would not regurgitate news, being that that said, Ubisoft got embroiled in a kerfuffle this week when one of the Assassin's Creed guys said they made sure both the Xbox, oops, sorry, press button, Xbox and PlayStation versions of the game would feature the same resolution or frame rate to, quote, avoid all the debates and stuff, unquote. Yeah, people just probably got pissed off because that insinuates they throttled at least one version of the game yeah. so people don't get upset when one game version of the game is better than the other from yeah. a technical perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they... Mm-hmm. Well, they specifically said that the the Xbox One, the max would be like what nine nine hundred resolution, yeah, and and so which is not that far off from full resolution. The PS4, the PS4 would have been like. Full Everyone's probably yeah. That's the thing. Almost all oh. games that have been coming out in both systems, the PlayStation Four version has been better, even if it's just a little higher resolution, yeah, maybe a little great. bit of better frame rate. But that's the, that's what's been going on all year. And 
the fact that I didn't realize that Ubisoft had struck a marketing deal specifically for Assassin, this new Assassin's Creed game, mm-hmm. so all the marketing is all X- Xbox-centric, mm-hmm. and the fact now they're coming out and saying, oh, we kind of throttled it to which both games are exactly the same, everyone's like, this one example of this game not being better on the PlayStation 4 seems kind of conspicuous. And this guy is saying, essentially, that they didn't technically It's throttle. weird to say that out loud. That's the thing! Because everyone, like, from the tech, if they just, like, just came out and said, we made both games exactly the same, no one would have raised an eyebrow. When you're coming out and saying, we intentionally made both games exactly the same, like, yeah, on purpose, was, for for any reason! It's just a weird... Everyone's gonna, yeah. and, and if you've already got a deal with Microsoft for marketing your game, and it already kind of makes it look like you're... Auto- you say dumb things, yeah, out loud. Especially when and then yeah. in the modern internet like news vacuum. It's but the like... weirder things have happened in the games industry. I yeah. would be a bit surprised if Microsoft could have thrown them a couple extra bucks to say, "Please don't work too hard on your PlayStation <laughs> this game." Yeah, I'm great. It's still the, the the differences between the two games. If it had been one been slightly sure. better, would have been imperceptible. Like, yeah. Definitely, really to us. practically. But it's yeah. just funny that like I don't know. It just turned into a big internet kerfuffle this yeah. week. What's so. that face for, Foley? I think you're cute. Okay, I'm glad. Alright. A beautiful lady. Uh, the folks making Archer understandably decided to change the organization the characters work for from ISIS to the CIA. Yeah, so supposedly they're sitting on a whole shitload of unsold t-shirts that they'll never be able to sell now. Yeah. Oh. Which I forgot they worked for ISIS. That is why ISIS sounded familiar. Yeah. Yeah, I knew that the minute that I heard it and I was like, did they, did they, did they pick it? Because... They watch Archer? Well, did you know what Archer's first name is? Ebola? Ebola Archer? No, they gotta change that now. It turns out just gonna be a nickname. Ebby. So. so there you go. No, 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 no. Topical humor. Read the last oh one gosh. and we'll get out of here. Uh. There's a guy looking to sell his huge collection of 5,700 plus console games, including 50 consoles and all the handmade cabinets for display and everything, okay. for $160,000. Wow, yeah, this is like, sound like he has that. a whole, it's essentially a whole basement space like this, but yeah. like the walls are just filled with, what, what, if you look at it, it's Did a lot married? of stuff. Because <laughs> <laughs> he has his whole basement, it's done perfectly! Yeah. He's like... Yeah, I gotta get rid of it. <laughs> so, yeah. That's so Wait, did he get married? Yeah, that's what's that. He's gonna have a family and stuff like this. He's like, yeah, I got married. I'm gonna have, we're gonna try to have some kids. See, I, and... That's so sad to me. We have a couple of friends who are in relationships where they had to give up gaming. Also, that's like a totally reasonable price. Right, even yeah, that much that, stuff. Yeah, because he has like spend more he has a complete collection of eight bit Nintendo that. games. He, he has a complete, pretty much a complete collection of all the old consoles yeah. up until like the PlayStation. Yeah, and even then he has a shitload of like place you know Xbox, PlayStation One, Wii there's, games, all kinds of stuff like that. There's something about there's something about yeah. We have friends who who yeah. they one person's perspective on another person's hobby yeah or love is like like one person loves gaming, the other person really likes movies, and somehow liking movies is more. I don't know, acceptable yeah. than enjoying going Oh, is that the a thing that happened? Uh, with a friend of ours who shall remain nameless, their yeah. partner decided that it is more reasonable to spend hundreds of dollars on Blu-rays a month than it is to pay $60 a month on a game. For one video game. That's... Oh, that's unfortunate. And it's just yeah. like, it's just like, no, but it's something that is to the point where relaxing. And... Yeah, they did not. Oh, this is what I was telling Foley. We were at the Lego store this weekend because she's very tolerant of me and very supportive of me. And we were looking at this one Lego set that you would really like. It was like $160. Yeah. And yeah. Bill is now excitedly no, going to get his Lego. Um, and I was trying to explain to her, it's like, yes, it's a lot of money, but it, what you get from it is worth the cost. Like, at that meditation and the focus and all of that stuff, it's like, it's worth the expense. So, with our friend, yeah, his... his it, it, 
I, I should, we're being careful. We gotta be careful now. But it's like they're having to give up something you love for the sake of a relationship just makes me sad. There's a difference between po- compromise and giving yeah. things up. So yeah, yeah. speaking of Lego this week, I finally pulled the trigger on the Parisian restaurant. It is here. That is a really nice set. They yeah. had one assembled at Lego Store. It's a beautiful. Yeah, it's set. A, I still my, my still favorite part. It's got seashells and croissants yeah. on the roof. Yep. Can you pass me that box? I should yeah. like the yeah. details. Oh god, it's very heavy. As yeah, a, no, it's. I can't. I, help but look at this and think of how what I can learn from this and apply to Benton. Yeah. Oh, look at this detail. Oh, those are totally like headdress feathers from yeah. like the the old western sets. Oh, that's really neat. Oh, that's brilliant. Ah, we're looking yeah, at this Lego. set is a beautiful. So enjoy well, we're beautiful the, set. the podcast. So people don't like Lego, they can tune out. Jesus. So yeah. Well, there was a sale. No, no, no. no. I'm well, this like, is yeah. This oh, yeah. is double yeah. points month for yeah. VIPs. Well, and and um, the the set the set that I was really digging on was there's like an Arctic Explorer, um, oh, really? uh, boat ship thing with like a and I'm like okay this is the was closest. it like a hundred and fifty dollars set? Yeah, and yeah. I was like this is the closest that I'm ever gonna get to being able to make like a trident. Oh, Star Wars Lego Cantina. Nice. Oh, that's so good, Bill. This is beautiful. This is a beautiful okay. set. And I got two of them so I can put them together. So I can make a whole environment. That's great, Because that's though. technically, the set is only half. Yeah. Man, and this, this Parisian. That's awesome. Oh, you did get the Santa's. I really want that. <laughs> well, check it out now. <sighs> I bought that because in case it sells out before Christmas. Yeah. Because I know the Christmas stuff doesn't sell, sell out early. And then, because I spent more than $99. You got that. Got the free... Aww. Like Santa's like helper That's kit. Adorable. Oh, I like that he has like a tiny little uh, elf Makita. Bill, when we were at it's the Lego sweet. store, you we did that? very nearly get you the Star Wars Christmas advent calendar. Oh, see, now <laughs> that's I've got so much Lego. No, thanks to you so much for thinking about me. This is a really yeah, nice, Lego like set. I like the really Chinatown. Nice I like the the, yeah. the theater. Yeah. See, this that's is what cool. I want to get a bunch more. So, because I want to take my Simpsons house. And put white bricks on the ceiling, and I want to get more Christmas. Like, dude, this is yeah. exactly what you're talking about. Like, yeah. Like, little, little, oh, yeah, little gemstones. So cute. Ah. So yeah, Bill went crazy on Lego this week. Man, I only spent twenty dollars or thirty dollars. Yeah, so you got that big bucket of stuff, yeah, though, right? Yeah. I'm really happy about that. Yeah. Uh, as, as your wife, a person uh. that also shares your bank account. <laughs> but Lego, very, yeah, well, the thing lucky. is, I only really buy Legos like once a year, so this is kind of my, my big yeah. splurge. And I got a Christmas set just for. Yeah. yeah. No, I, it's good. Well, the th- this whole thing started. The first Lego set I ever bought my, for myself was two or three years ago. They had the Lego Winter Cottage. Yeah. Which has like a little light up fireplace yep. and shit yep. like that. Cute. And so that's why I was thinking, like, man, if I take like the Simpsons house, I'll make that winter. And I've got this like, like this this new Christmas yeah. set. I'll have like this little Christmas village yeah. essentially. Yeah. Make a nativity. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm really I'm not surprised, but I'm also I kind of surprised they don't have ever it. Oh, propose. Totally. Oh, I guarantee you that and if I, we go to Lego creators, it. there's yeah, a exactly, Lego yeah. nativity on there. And but oh man, so I Lego Star Wars nativity in. <laughs> There we go. Well, no, yeah, because yeah, you should Skywalker do that. And uh, a... the the um, salacious crumb can be the small Christ yeah, figure. Yeah, you should do it. I should, do <laughs> should totally do, do that. Do. You know what my favorite detail of this whole set is? What's that? Is that Santa has a little place to sit yeah. and read what letters. Yeah. Wait, wait, can Han, and, can Han and Chewie be um, Santa? See, that's and... what I want to yeah. mix these up, because that's why I want to take some of the Star Wars Cantina Plus stuff and put it in the Parisian restaurant. <laughs> 
it's so good. See, the terrible thing is... so many parts. Look at all those parts. It's a big fucking set. Well, I love the fact there's like an artist studio in the, in the attic. So Damn. there's like somebody like crazy... Who's the, who's the guy who paints all like the geometric like squares? With the black borders. Oh, uh, so it's essentially Mondrian like, or... yeah, she's painting that stuff. So sorry for the podcast. Yeah. That's just like looking at new Lego <laughs> just stuff. Just out of Legos. Yeah. So, man, that's really good. That's really good. It's good, good. Um. Uh. So speaking of Lego stuff, I Annie, there's... let's put it this way: if you don't buy that for yourself for Christmas, I'll get it for you. You're a sweetheart. No, because I'm like, I was thinking, oh man, this house could be good for Benton. Like, if you change, yeah, the, you'll get the, one of these this the, year. I'm sure, regardless. The of Christmas that. details. I just pulled the trigger on that because, like I said, I was gonna buy that for Christmas anyway. If we yeah. get it now before it goes out of um, stock. But uh, uh, so for Benton this week, I built a. You look like a dude. You look like a guy, like at like a ladies are like well the ladies are flipping out like about knitting at like a barbecue or something like you're you're, you're just kind of like hanging out yeah which you is totally, not the look in your face we're just kind of like yeah which is totally not true because like the I freaked out about the Arctic Explorer thing because I was like sweet I really want to build this I really want to do this and then I freaked out about they have one that's uh, basically my work. It's yeah. like a forklift. Oh, yeah. And, oh, and really? Truck. Okay, and I really cool. want to get that for Foley because I have a little minifigure Foley that I made at home. And then we can have Foley and the little <laughs> forklift. It's going to be so good. Oh, and she's oh, like, it's so meta. And then, and then I can make uh, one at uh, where one character is sitting at a desk and their butt's getting bigger. And that could be me. <laughs> <laughs> so what were you talking about that, um, Sydney? But uh, so this week for Benton, I made a, a Benton photo studio. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah. What I want to do is, you know, like you'd have, you'd, you'd pose for photo portraits, right? And there'd be a dorky background and stuff, and I, I made a dorky background and everything. And so I'm, yeah, I'm what's trying to take the background because it's like pixelated. It looks amazing. really cool. Well, what I did was I found a picture, and then I tried to compress it so it looks like it was made out of Lego bricks. Okay, so I that's what have I'm saying. To actually yeah. use Lego bricks. I don't think it's quite as convincing as I wanted to I be. I think it looks really. Good. But I, didn't I think want it's to abstract enough. With, it's, it's. I think it looks great. I didn't want it to deal with the reflection of using actual Lego bricks yeah. in the back there. So oh, I'm I didn't trying, think about that. Yeah. I'm trying to take posed portrait photos of all the bent nights because I did. I did like kind of quick and dirty photos of all the bent nights, but not with very good lighting. So uh, I'm trying to do that. So I'm having good Benton times this week. And, oh, man. I would even give that to you right now if we're closer to Christmas. But no. I'm not going to let you put together a Christmas thing in the middle of October. No. I wish there was more. Again, I was going to say, I wish there was more Halloween stuff. But they sold out of that monster house. Well, and they, they, they stopped selling all their monster fighter stuff. So there's it's no so good Halloween weird. stuff. Yeah, I need yeah. to get I need to get that mansion while it's still not insanely expensive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then I could just use bricklink to replace all the green parts with, with something better with what something would you replace else. them with like just brown probably not a brown because i have a lot of brown and gray in benton already like probably red. do maybe a red yeah that's or what i was thinking a, um or even maybe a dark green okay rather than just like that's the thing because those bricks look like they should glow in the dark but they don't i could see if they were just that color because they glow in the dark it'd be super creepy and like like yeah. nighttime i would yeah. actually be tempted to take all of those green parts and try to dye them and see if I could yeah. just get them to be could the you do darker that? green. Yeah, yeah. There are all sorts of people who you can, try you to can dye Lego use, parts. Like, dye. Mm-hmm. Have to be careful not to melt out. the parts. This is oh, really <laughs> yeah. The, the horrifying thing too, because like I said, I want to like create a little bit of a Christmas village with that my winter cottage and my Simpsons house. Is that I'm gonna have to buy a bunch of like white bricks and like I'm gonna have to do some brick like stuff to get like Christmas lights and stuff yeah. like that. Well, I, I gonna, have I'm, a I, bunch I, of of jewel figures that I can just let you have because I don't need them very much for bed. We'll see. We'll see. But so you shouldn't need. I I think I probably have. Like, I have a ton of them because all the Chima parts yes, they come with, come like with a lot of blue and, yeah. and orange okay. that I don't really need. And I've got some red, game. too. So um, I will totally hook you up with a bunch of parts oh, that's so, a so good you, one can, you can do your thing. So, so. Anyway, welcome to our Lego Corner at the Boy Hattie Podcast. This was uh, uh, Boy Howdy. We are at Boy Howdy Podcast oh, you're on just Twitter. Throwing one thing on the, on the news. You missed it. We can't God. finish yet. Damn it. Excuse me. What and did you finally, do? 
And lastly, Annie Mulaney is a lovely lady. Bill knows. Misspelling my last name. Wait, how do I spell it? <laughs> he probably just, he probably just <laughs> auto-corrected. <laughs> oh, yeah, it did. Yeah, goddamn son of a bitch. You're a sweetheart, Bill. Uh, uh, oh, and I just got a print order, which actually paid for one of these right here while we were talking. That's right. the freelance artist is like, suddenly, oh, this Lego set just got paid for with a print order. <laughs> anyway, yeah. yeah, so speaking of, I'll chill for Bill. Don't forget, as we get closer to the holiday season, Bill uh-huh. has an array of prints that you can purchase on your website. And Woo! they're all lovely and beautiful. Uh, That's what is all that, gorgeous. Bill? Is it excelsiorstudios.com? Uh, no, no, it's just billmodron.com. And I've got a site, like, there's a link to my shop right on the, on that website. Yep. Yeah. If you, or if you just look at mudron at bigcartel.com, mm-hmm. just look Type in Mudgeon Big Cartel, that'll take you directly to my shop. And also on Friday, the iOS game that I've been working on all summer called Skullduggery. I did a bunch of artwork for those guys. Uh, it just finally came out. It's five Super bucks on the excited. iOS yeah. store. It was a uh, top editor's pick Ooh. on the store when it came out on Thursday. So I got a screen cap of my artwork on the top of the iStore, nice. uh, like Apple Great, Store Bill. app page. And so that was cute. What's it called? Skullduggery? Skullduggery, yeah. That's you awesome. play uh, a, a disembodied skeleton cool. skull dude named Doug who works for the, like, Afterlife IRS. And so that's why you're collecting gems and money in the environment. Oh my that's Because you're just trying to take everyone's money. That's fantastic. So this guy, I guess it's kind of like a Wario thing, because Wario's greedy and he's taking all his stuff. So Here, that just came I out. Uh, yeah, Benton. You should start charging from Benton. You can yeah. visit my Benton uh, Tumblr at soberbeasts.tumblr.com. And that's beasts, plural. Beasts, plural. Singular. I think it's some sort of... It's some sort of weird person. It's some weird person. Yeah, anyway. So soberbeastsplural.tumblr.com. And uh, you can visit Foley at foleypdx.tumblr.com mm-hmm. and see her drawings from The Widow and the Wolf as she works on it. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Is that, you're going to try to get that with that by the end of the month? Oh, hell no. I wish. I wish I could get it. It's probably going to be about 80 pages. It's probably going to be about 80 pages. Okay. And, um, and I, I could get it done by next row city. And, yeah. yeah. Avoid uh, the... What the hell was the Viking documentary called? Vikings Live. Well, it was only one night. It was only one night. But if you if you live in the UK and you choose to go to the British National Museum and you choose to take and you choose to take some pictures or you choose to potentially go there and get the artifact book, I will pay you for it. Or if you want to go to the gift shop and just like send us some pictures and let us pick some things. (laughs) Yeah. Maxwell. Maxwell. Anyway, friends, this was the Boy Hattie Podcast for BoyHattiePodcast.com at BoyHattiePodcast <laughs> on the Twitters. Howdy at BoyHattiePodcast.com is a way for us. You can get in touch with us. We love y'all and we'll talk to y'all next week. I still want to send Maxwell some Funyuns and Reese's Cups. Yes. <laughs> yes. We've been eating garbage here because I still bought all those snacks for Maxwell. Yeah. I was going to do the pop junk, junk yeah. food pop culture exchange. Junk food yeah. pop culture. So I have British candy over there yeah. and like Funyuns and shit like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Good times. All right, friends, we'll see y'all next week. Be good to each other. Take care, guys. Boom! I want to poop. Oh, my God. Let me poop. Let me poop. Her poop (laughs) fell out the door. (laughs) It overflows into my socks. Oh, God, gross. (laughs) Take care, guys.